Joseph, where are you? We were supposed to record this podcast like a few days ago. I see you like doing all these barrel rolls on carpet and all that stuff, sending your battery and your body flying all over the place. But why aren't you here recording a podcast? I don't get it. Oh, well, you know what? You guys are lucky this week. No JQ. I guess I better hit that intro. Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your host tonight, Keenan White, aka Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, indeed, Nitrous the Glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 111 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great, and there's no jokey, no JQ today, no Beaker this week. You guys are lucky. He's busy at the track um, going in science mode with his four 10-scale buggies. He's like a horse with blinders on. Nothing else matters, so... He's at the track. He's having fun. I guess he's, he's you know, I know Joseph is in science, but nothing, you can't just talk to him. So it is what it is. But um, he won't be joining us this week. Uh, Wally will be coming on to take some of the questions. And this is actually something we've been talking about, having some rotational co-hosts here. So I've been talking to a few people uh, that can come on. And then <clears throat> because Joseph's getting busy uh, with YouTube and stuff like that. So, you know, we're going to have rotational hosts coming on and, you just talk stuff. He will come on to do some of the setup questions and rants and stuff like that. He'll still be involved, but just, you know, you know, he's got things to do too. So it's all right. Uh, but he will be on. But anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. This is episode number 111. This week's guest is Jared Wiggins. You guys knew I was really impressed with him after his performance at SIC. So I got him on to talk to him. Please excuse his internet. His video isn't the best because he had really bad internet, but we made it through and uh, I appreciate uh, your your time, Jared. Honestly, I do. So thank you. Also, uh, I released it on YouTube, but, uh, you know, House of RC is a big supporter. And they released their 1.0 version this, this week. And uh, Connie actually came in and we did a tutorial video and also highlighting some of the new features of House of RC, <clears throat> the 1.0 release. So I did release that on YouTube yesterday, but it's also going to be a part of this podcast. So if you're listening to this, to this on the audio side and you want to see what we're talking about with house of rc uh you can check us out check the youtube as well this will be all up on uh the no name rc podcast youtube channel and please guys i need we're getting there we're like 675 subs i need you guys to please go to that channel hit that subscribe button hit that like or dislike button whatever you want Leave a comment and hit that notification button. I mean, I, we guys have got 3,100 people on Facebook and 1,300 people on Instagram and 5,000 people on my personal Facebook. I, need, I can't get 1,000 subs, uh, but I will get there. We'll get there because uh, I got some content planned that I'm going to start doing next week. And also, I believe we're going to start releasing the podcasts on Friday. Uh, we started doing them on Wednesday, but it just became a bit of a tight time constraint. So Friday gives me more time uh, to record with people and just polish it up a little bit and gather things and not burn myself out in three days. 
So because as this podcast gets bigger, we do a lot of different segments. But before I go on any further and I'll get into the news and stuff like that, I'd like to say thank you to all of the supporters of the, the podcast, man, the NNRC squad, all the love you guys send. It's greatly appreciated. I, th- I thank you guys. I, I can't express my feelings that they love you guys showing me everybody's out there rocking the NNRC decals and shirts. Brent's going to be making some more shirts here and we're looking at getting some hats, koozies, stuff like that done here in the next few months. So yeah, some cool art and NNRC swag coming out. Shout out to all the patrons on Patreon. Thank you guys. Um, it's growing. I appreciate it. You know, obviously we would like the Patreon to grow because when we do get back to racing, like when I be able to get to racing, the Patreon, I hope the Patreon can help pay for that so we can go there and just, you know, bring you guys some good content and stuff like that. So thank you to all the patrons of the NNRC. If you wish to be a patron, you can at forward slash, I'm sorry, patreon.com forward slash NNRC podcast. In fact, the link for the Patreon will be in the written description of this podcast. So thank you to the patrons of NNRC. Man, big shout out to all of the companies that support this podcast. We can't do without you guys too. Thank you for choosing us to advertise. That is Techno RC. Thank you for all the support. RCMX Online, Beach RC. Remember, we have an affiliate link for that, guys, if you can use it. Greatly appreciate it. Shout out to all my JQ Racing family around the world. Love you guys like life. You know, can't do it without you guys too. Sun City RC, SCRC. You guys are getting the TNR race. I can't wait. I would love to go to that race. We'll see. Maybe that might happen. Manscaped.com. Hey, cut through the jungle to find your manhood. Remember, you got a 20% code with that. Links for that will be in the uh, description as well. Shout out to Papa Willie's Traction Tonic. Scooter, I got to get you on this podcast. We got to talk about your awesome Traction Tonic. Talk a little dirt oval. And look, we want to get Papa Willie's Traction Tonic into off-road. So if you are into off-road, you want to try out some Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Hit them up. Use the promo code NNRC in all caps and save 10% off your order. Thank you. Racecraft USA. They finally got their website up. Uh, Check them out. The link for that is also in this written description. Get pitted. Get your command module, your G blocks. Looking great. Love that stuff. I was supposed to go to DNC and pick mine up, but unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. RCGP. RCGP is uh, signups for the Portugal Ronda coming up Monday. Pay attention. Be ready. Hopefully, I get to that race. Hopefully, I'm hoping. I hope so. House of RC, please, guys, go sign up. You have to actually sign up with House of with for RCGP with House of RC. So go set up your profiles. Some cool stuff. If you're a little bit confused, check the tutorial that Connie and I done. Shout out to my boy Wally Builds coming on to help out. Check him out. Wally's busy, man. He's got some great sponsors for himself. If you're looking for a canopy as well, check him out. He's in charge of that, doing personalized canopies cannabis you want to get your cbd oil check out wally check him out while you want to get your cars built check wally he's the best mechanic in rc like he's the best at building these cars have you seen some of his work i can't i couldn't do that if he was right there next to me his wiring's off the hook check my boy wally out and get yourself a wally built hat show some support while is a big supporter of the podcast we show him some support jq threads obviously hey if you like what joseph's doing with that a company that provides opportunities as well Check them out. Cop yourself some JQ threads. Thank you to Joseph for providing the JQ threads to give out for the giveaways. I greatly appreciate that. And, hey, shout out to a couple of friends that I have, like, that I like to shout out to. And there are smaller companies doing good things. Check out my boy, Zach Thompson, uh, Clean Freak. Check out um, Geospec Racing. Sorry, G-Spec Racing. All these guys. Check out my boy, uh, Charlie. He's got that... um, 
I have the shirt here the, um, for cleaning your tires. These are all small companies in RC, and we need to support them. And if you're a company in RC or not a company in RC, and you think this podcast is something you would like to advertise or promote your product with, hit me up, man. We got tears for everybody. And hey, we're trying to do big things in RC, and we want, we want manufacturers that think alike. So join us here at the NNRC if you think it's something you want to do. So like I said, Joseph isn't here, unfortunately, but he'll be back. Maybe next week, maybe the week after. We'll see. Like I said, he's in science mode. So it's been a long time since I've actually done this on my own. Um, so it's a little bit weird not having Joseph to talk to. So I don't know. But anyway, I've done it before. I can do it again. But, yeah, you know, I kind of miss Josie a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But it's all good. It's all good. So we've been through all of that. We've done all of this stuff. Um, you know what? I always forget this because I always write it down and then the title sponsor and they had a video come out. So Mayako sent me a message. Um, they released their video. Um, it looks like it's a chassis sponsor, a chassis again. I, that's what I got from the video, but here's what they said. So thank you to Mayako for sponsoring the podcast, but here's what Mayako has to say. Maximum focus on you. Focus on quality, not quantity. Exceptional after-sales support with our Mayako service centers. No Mayako sponsorship program. Instead, a membership program for sincerely committed racers. Please follow them at, see, at on Instagram, sorry, on Facebook, at Mayako.official on Facebook and YouTube for more information in the coming weeks. I believe that's their Instagram page too. But yeah, it looks like, my uncle came over a video. They had a, a Japanese guy talking. It was pretty cool. They have this membership thing going on, but I mean, I will have to see what this really means in the future and see what they mean because I'm, I'm not. I don't fully understand it completely. But um, I guess as more information comes out, they'll let us know. So, you know, I, I that's all. They give me the information and I repeat it. So that's all I can say about that. Uh Man, there's not much going on. There's not much news and stuff. I'm in scouring. It's kind of been a dead week in RC. No racing going on. We were supposed to have the uh, warm-up race for DNC, but it got rained out. It was supposed to be JBRL this weekend. That's messed up. I think uh, the big race in Cali is out in Mod somewhere. So unfortunate because I was kind of looking forward to the uh, DNC warm-up. It's been a while since we've had a DNC warm-up, so... It would have been interesting to see how that played out. I'm sure, like, like I know TLR was kind of focusing on that, so now they can't. Like, they don't have it. And You know, you got Ty. Ty's in California, like, practicing like crazy. OCRC doing clinics at Revelation. It's good to see. The eighth wonder of the world that comes from Canada, this Ty Testament is back, people. What is he going to do? He's out there testing. He's on hot race tires. His FX engine is on the Madman Marco Barufalo combo because that's what Barufalo has been running for years, hot race and FX, and he's super fast. Uh, so it's interesting. It's good to see this. So Ty got tired of being in Canada. He's, I guess he's in America. He's practicing, which, which he needed, uh, and he's getting ready for DNC. So it's good to see. Good to see. Well, I do have a little bit of news, so let me get into that, and then um, I can, you know, get ready and call Wally, and uh, we could get to some of your questions. So, let's get on to the RC News brought to you by Manscaped. You guys know I've been using my Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 for a few months now. Uh, I just got some blades in the, in the mail because I reordered some, and I ordered some new underwear. Oh, 
I got to get that underwear. But let me tell you a little bit about Manscaped because they're bringing you this news segment of the podcast. Do you want to cut through the jungle to find your manhood? Are you tired of nicking your nuts? I've done this before. It hurts. It puts you out of action for about two weeks. Doesn't make for a happy Keenan. Doesn't have, make for a happy lefty wife. So, you know, Manscaped hit me up. We got this lawnmower 3.0. It's pretty badass. It's waterproof. It's got a light. It's got a charging stand. I just put it there, let it charge. It's got replaceable blades, all this type of stuff. I forgot to bring my ball spritzer today. I actually wanted to show you guys my ball spritzer. I wasn't going to, like, give you guys a demonstration, but I just wanted to show it to you because it smells really good. Keeps your balls fresh. Keeps them smelling sweet. Hey, get yourself the Lawnmower 3.0 and the Manscaped.com private ball part care kit that they get. You can go to www.manscaped.com, use the promo code NONAME in all caps, and you save 20% off your order, and you get free shipping. So please, if you guys can, go to Manscaped, use the promo code, show us, some, show us the podcast some love, and if you get one, and if you have the balls to do it, please tag me in a post. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. And trust me when I tell you, when you trim all the hair down, her, down there, it makes it look bigger. Even my wife says so. All right. So enough about bowl talk. Let's get into some RC news. Thank you, Manscaped.com, for bringing us the, uh, the RC news. Like I said, not too much news out. But hark, Yokomo is not dead. I saw on Live RC they had a, a live. They're bringing out a new touring car or something. So that's good. Yokomo doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It just cut a little bit of the fat in their off-road program. And they're trying to recruit things. Hopefully, they're going to stay around. They're going to be around for a while. We will see if Yokomo is going to be the Yokomo that it has been for the last four years. We still haven't heard if, you know, their rumors were Mayfield's going to AE to run 10 scale. This, I still haven't seen this. I've seen bodies, but I haven't seen Mayfield run 10 scale yet. It's pretty ironic that he hasn't. But Yokomo seems to be alive. Looks like Lee Martin is, like, taking over team manager position while they find another person to re replace Joe Pillars, which is cool. Lee's been with Yokomo for many years. He knows what he's talking about. This is a great role from him. I think this will be a great fit for Lee if he can make this into a, a role for himself as a manager for Yokomo. Go, Lee. Go, Lee. I almost spoke Spanish to you. I almost said entonces. I don't know why. But it, it looks like, like I said, Yokomo isn't dead. That's a good thing for all the Yokomo fans. So good stuff. As I reported, maybe last year, Thomas Tran officially to the ProLine team manager. We said it months, like before Christmas, but it finally got announced. So Thomas Tran is going to be wearing two hats at Horizon. Not only is he the TLR manager, he is the ProLine manager, which is interesting because he used to work for J Concepts. Now he's working for ProLine. I'm sure he learned something at J Concepts that he's going to use at ProLine. That's what I would do. That's what I would think. So it's an interesting thing to see. He's going to be wearing two hats. It's a lot of work too, but Tran can do it. They also rolled out their, their team, like their team reps. And, you know, as I look at it, you know, they have a, a Southeast, Evan Vale's their Southeast rep. He, he's the early guy who I think that doesn't run TLR. Actually, he runs Associated. Good choice. He's Evan Vale's super fast in the Southeast, probably the fastest next to Cole Ogden. He's been doing this for a long time. He's been running ProLine for a long time, so good choice. Luke Eunice, I don't know him too well, but I know he's from the, the Northwest. I heard great things about him. Anthony Westergaard, factory tracks. 
he is the Southwest manager. Good choice. Anthony's been doing really good with the TLR pro line combo. And uh, he's been doing good with it for a few years now. And he's far surpassed Joseph. Joseph has to find another rival because I don't think he can beat Anthony. Jeffrey Kaufman, fast Northeast racer. Corey Richardson, been with TLR for many years. The beard, really got a great beard. Don't know how he doesn't have all that great hair in it. But that's a good team, like regional team lineup. lineup. But here's where I get a little bit confused with Horizon. I don't understand why they have these extra positions, advisors and stuff like that. So, Keevan Sharp, he's been the West Coast manager for a long time. He's the Western team advisor and South region manager. Great. He's been doing that for a long time. Brian Lewis was the Eastern team manager for a long time. But now he's the Eastern team advisor. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that really means. I mean, it looks like Horizon's really paying out for a lot of advisors. Hey, Horizon, come. I don't know. I could give you some advice. Hit me up. I could get on the payroll too. But good stuff for ProLine. ProLine isn't dead like everybody thought. But it definitely looks like it's leaning more to if you're going to be running TLR, you're going to be running ProLine. Or if you want to get the best deal, you're going to have to run the whole Horizon package. I don't know. Maybe. You'll see. But ProLine is not dead. In fact, I'm planning a video on the whole ProLine purge here pretty soon. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, S-Works, new e-truck. Now, a lot, this is getting a lot of traction, mainly because the body looks good. So they, re, re, they released this e-truck in Truggy. It's been a long-awaited. The body looks pretty good. I like it. Hey, each, whether we want to admit it or not, e-truckie is growing, growing big. It is. I mean, they had 65 entries at SIC. It's definitely big in the southeast and east. So let's see where this goes. I know who wants to get an e-truckie and race. This guy right here. It's all about e-truckie. So maybe one day I got an e-truckie and maybe I'll get to race again. But good stuff, SRAX. Other news I see is Gord is the FX team manager. Okay. So he's now, I don't know if he was an OS manager before or anything like that, but it looks like he's going to be wearing two hats. FX is a part of X-Ray, so it's only normal. Looks like they're going to be running these engines. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what I know, like, I know Gord and, Tesman, Gord and Ty will help develop these engines. I know they helped develop the OS engines and had their specific lines. In fact, I really like the low-profile Ty Tessman head. I haven't honestly seen engines like that. I haven't seen an engine like that get runtime like that out of, out of the box, and I've seen it on multiple cars. So that was a great engine, by the way, the one with the fish head on it. So Gord to FX manager. So it looks like X-Ray and Gord and Ty are going to put some work into their engine program, make it better. And, you know, try to sell these engines, I guess, in America. So it's pretty good to see Gord's there. He's crossing his his arms. I don't know. Is that a thing in RC? Must we take all our pictures and, like, look serious and cross our arms like this? Like, are we trying to be gangster or something like this? Why don't we have a goofy smile or something like that? We're, we take ourselves too serious. Why before the arm crossing? I don't get it. Come on. I do like Corey Richardson's video uh, picture for his... Uh, his release for ProLine. He makes it fun. He's got his eyes crossed. He's making a funny face. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. I don't know. I'm not into the crossing arms and looking all serious thing. It's RC. <laughs> We're nerds in the field racing RC cars. We don't have a we don't we don't threaten anybody. <laughs> Just the truth. Anyway, guys, 
Not too much news going on, unfortunately. It's kind of slow. Things will heat up her as we go on. DNC's coming up here shortly. We got the King of the Streets race. Oh, my gosh. I think we're going to have a no prep live next week. Going to have Tyler on to talk about that. Looking at a 25K pot. Whew. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for somebody to go home with one race. Well, not one race, but multiple races. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like I'll be there either. It sucks because I really wanted to go. I really wanted to go last year. But uh, we'll have Tyler on next week. Maybe a few other guys to do a, a live just about all no prep. Pretty cool. All right. You know what? It's time to go on to the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. I got my boy Wally Builder coming in to help me with these questions. Because, you know, I'm not the setup guy. Joseph, Wally, these guys are the setup guys. I know a little bit. I prefer questions about RC and how to get started and stuff like that and things in RC. But I'm not the setup guy. So I got to leave some of these questions for Wally and, and JQ. So here we go. Let me hit up Wally and we'll be back with the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Yo, Ali, what's up, man? What's going on? How are you doing? I don't know, but thank you for coming on. It's, <laughs> you know, Friday. You're just waking up. It's a not a very good day in California. You can't say that much about California, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's rare that we have bad weather, but... Isn't JBRL canceled this week? Yep, it's, uh, it's moving on to next weekend. But some guys are going up to Mod Bakersville to race, I think, to the Mod race. Yeah, there is like a Mod race that okay. Matt Olson's putting on. So right. I think it's kind of a good alternative if you want to make a drive. Sweet. Well, Wally, thank you. This is your first time doing the bent beach racing, uh, beach racing, be beach RC, beach RC <laughs> bench racing Q and A. How could I mess that up? Oh my god. Um, hey, well, you're not awake yet. No, I'm awake. <laughs> but thank you for coming on. Um, like I said, jo I told earlier, Joseph, he's busy testing. He's all in yep. science mode now. So, mm. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what he comes up with his, uh, his, diagno his diagnosis, his, his theses on those four cars. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see. So we brought Wally in to help up with the questions. Uh, remember, guys, Wally is a big supporter of the podcast. He's also an ultimate racer, a Beach Nation member. So this is all in the Beach RC family. And remember, Beach RC is a brick-and-mortar hobby shop. Run by uh, Brent. I was talking to him yesterday. He was telling me that now, like, you know, he's kind of, he's, he's busy, dude. He's super busy. He's got the My RC Box Club going on. He's got mm -hmm. printing going. He's just, man, they're, they're really kicking, kicking butt down there in South Carolina. And Beach RC is doing it big. They're going to all these races, supporting a lot of races. So please, guys, if you can. Use the affiliate link here in this uh, that will be in the written description of this podcast. Show BTRC some love. It helps show us some love. This is a real brick-and-mortar hobby shop, guys, and they, they really support RC racing. So check out Brent and Lucas and use that, use that affiliate link for us. It helps us out. And also, check out my boy Wally. You see his cut right down there in the... He's, that's him down there while he builds. You know, he's, <laughs> he's busy. He's kicking. He's probably one of the best mechanics out there building cars. As I said... 
even if he was directing me and instructing me to do wiring like he does, I wouldn't be able to do it. So if you got something you want to get done by Wally, check him out. He's also got, he's also check him out for some canopies and CBD needs and all that type of stuff. Check out Wally, get yourself a Wally builds hat. He supports the podcast. He's a partner with us. So thank you, Wally. Yeah. You've been, at, I saw you at OCRC using tire horse. <laughs> okay. No, actually that's a service that I offer. So, okay. um, so what that was is S3. That's actually my trailer. So it's S3 um, polytrons. Okay. But when you use them indoors, you want to make you basically make them the slicks or a ghost tread, <clears throat> and then you use tire warmers to kind of melt the sauce in. And I kind of I offer that as a pre-mounted tire system. Okay. So if you order the tires, you can select how you want your foam modified, what do you want the tire sand down to, and if you want them on the warmers and stuff like that. So. When you receive them, they're pretty much ready to go. I didn't know you went so deep, Wally. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't do 10-scale yeah. racing. If I do, it's going to be a carpet. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. But, yeah, check out Wally. Get your, you know, you don't want to send all your tires. Once your tires fully prepped, there you go. Hit up mm-hmm. www.wallybuilds.com. He is a Beach RC member, too. So, and he's an ultimate rep. So, there you go. All right, Wally. So, we have a few questions that we have to talk about. We have to answer her. The first one is from Robert Sorjohin. He's actually Finnish. He's from uh, Canada. I met him at DNC. Uh, I don't know who he is. Right. So, I got my phone, uh, got my phone up here. Well, sorry, I'm trying to be here. So, as someone that has been in the hobby for over 30 years, I swear by balancing tires. When will we see a true man- magnetic balancer capable of doing eight-scale truggy wheels? Second, do you feel tire balancing is as important as other setup changes, and how can, and how can your off-road cars be affected by balancing versus versus not balancing? Balancing. Um, as far as the first, uh, he's asked about seeing if it, there's one for a truggy. No, a magnetic, a magnetic balancer for a truggy tires. Um, I don't know if I've actually seen one that can hold the weight of that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can. I'm sure it can be made. I just don't think it's been done. So basically, what or, you're saying it would be like just suspend it between so two magnets. Yeah, it's basically. I've seen them before. Ooh, you froze. Before okay. I used the balancers. Okay. And you froze again. You froze, but oh, there you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, basically, there's two magnets on the side. There's a pin that goes across the center, and then basically floating oh. in between the two magnets. So, so it's not resting on the pin, then, what you're saying? No, no, no. It's completely oh. floating. Oh, wow. And with lighter things, like a prop or a smaller tire, it, it'll work just fine. Mm-hmm. But with a truggy tire, I'm pretty sure it would just fall too or fall too, yeah, it'd be too heavy. But um, I think it, I think the technology is there to make a proper um, strength balancer for truggy tires like that. I mean, I'm sure it can be done. All right. But... Um, he also asked, do you feel tire balancing is as important as other setup changes? In Truggy, most definitely. On Truggy, Truggy for sure. Truggy, you definitely want to because there's a lot more rubber, mm-hmm. uh, bigger wheel. Um, you can get out of balance. And it's, it can get out of balance really quick, and it really shows when it's out of balance. Yep. When an eight-scale buggy tire is out of balance, you can kind of notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's not as noticeable as with the Truggy. Right. Oh, it'll probably always be better to balance your tires. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I'd say, for more for high grip, like a flat high grip track. Um, just because it makes the car that much easier to work with. Uh, you're not really trying to find that extra thing. Because if sometimes 
if a tire is just a little out of balance mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out why the car is acting funny, but you can't really, you've tried different things and nothing really fixes it. It's probably your tires are out of balance and it's one tire just has like a heavy spot in it. And it's just throwing the car off. I think this should, if you, if you race eight skill, no matter where I think balancing tires. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I don't balance really. I don't balance my eight skill tires, but I know what you mean. I think it's a good habit to get into this and it's just part of your prep. Like it's just one piece of the puzzle to the big puzzle, you know? Yeah. So it's, I don't think you're well, going I mean, in Truggy. Yes. In Truggy, you, you better, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, I think the biggest thing is that, uh, I mean, I've always heard it was set up that your setup starts at your tires. Um, you're trying to figure, you got to set your car up to the tires that you're using. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of setups don't always work for every car because if, this setup is designed to be used on J concepts tires, but you run pro line. It'll be close. It'll get you kind of in the right spot, but it's not going to be perfect because yeah. a J concepts tire might have more grip here, but it's not as fast here. So it, there's little differences. And if you start using a setup, that's already different from the tires you're using. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to be off a little bit. Different so think, compounds, man. They, yeah. Not all these companies, the compounds aren't the same. So, you know, they have their secrets. They good. have their own little characteristics. Exactly. Well, good question, Rob. And I learned something I've never heard of mag- magnetic uh, tire balancer, but I understand it now. Benjamin James, who is primed for a breakout year in 2021, especially in Nitro? Ooh, this is my type of question. Tyler Jones. I think I you're going to see that. multiple people have breakout years, though. I think there's a lot of people that could be up there this year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of young racers out there that I think... I think Seth can... Uh... Seth can really get going. Um, he's one of them. Tyler. Tyler, for sure. Uh, I think if Hecker um, can get that S-Works figured out, he can be – he was, like, getting fast anyway. Spencer, Spencer is pretty fast already. Yeah, yeah he's and fast. That, that S-Works car is not bad at all. No, like, it's I, not. That car is actually pretty good, so. Um, who I think will have a breakout year this year? There's a lot of – I mean, you've got the Aiden Horns, you got Rennickinicks, you got – the Fuller's coming. Like, DNC may not, like, okay, let's talk about, like, real quick, DNC. DNC may not have the international flavor, but it's definitely going to have a good bit of, um, uh, like, American young fast guys there. Yeah. But I think we're going to see, and, uh, like, honestly, man, if he can, another, I'm going to throw, throw another dark dark horse in there because he's racing again. And if he takes Nitro serious, Drayton. Drayton's- yeah, he's been asking. He's actually been asking me about stuff and seeing what uh like what I've been running and what mm-hmm. I've been liking and um yeah, I think if he comes out, he'll he'll be fast. He oh man, he's back. I was talking to his dad the other day, and they they have a no prisoner. We don't take any prisoner attitude. I love it. So I definitely think you could watch Drayton, watch Spencer, Seth, Tyler, and I have to like just look at these young Midwest guys, Aiden Horns, the Rinnekinicks. Uh, you know, and then there's going to be some. I'm trying to think of somebody that be, little bump, man. We can't knock wait, this little bump. Is he made e buggy pro main at SIC? He's nine, you know. Yeah, I mean that kid. If he stays with RC, he's going to be super talented. So it's it's hard to say. Unfortunately, I can't would, say uh... the Euro guys because they're not really racing. <clears throat> okay, mm-hmm. Danny Newman, happy belated birthday, dude. What nitro carbs are best and what carbs to stay away from? He would like, well, I was, he actually asked for JQ and Wally's op, opinion on the option on this. Now, is this for ultimate racing or is in general? I don't know because I know you guys use the, what is that? OSJ something? Carb? So 
So there's a couple different options, and uh, start with, I'll start with the Ultimates, and that's what I run. Um, the carburetor comes on the M5S. Seems to be uh, pretty good because it's already a Type a Type R, pretty much a Type R, uh, a 2103 Type R uh, carburetor. Uh, I know they do a little bit of tricks and stuff like that, but that carburetor is pretty solid. Um, the one, the one that I didn't like, uh, I gotta remember the number, but it's it's like a 22E or 22. Mm, I know what you're talking about. One of the it was off the 2102. Basically, the only carburetor that I know of to stay away from <laughs> is the one that's on the 2102 Type S. Mm-hmm. Or twenty one hundred two, the lo- the low pro head engine, the original low pro head engine. Okay, that carburetor was super hard to deal with. It, it always seemed like whenever I had the car to feel right, the engine was at three hundred and something degrees. Mm, not good, or it would just not run very well. So, I when I had that engine, I put a twenty one J back on it, which is the older carburetor that everybody likes, has a lot of power, um, and that helped. That made the, that made it run a little better. But I would say stick between the 22D and the 22, or the, yeah, Sorry. 22, the 22D. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I've never changed the car. Yeah, actually, but... I, I remember a carburetor. It was 22C is the one. Okay. 22C is the bad one. 22D is the type S, and 22E, I believe, is the type R. Okay. So those are the two, those are the two that I would recommend, 22D and 22E. Sweet. I've actually never really changed a carburetor, but I know like the I remember the older Ultimates had that issue with the like the three the first threes with that not so good carb. So good stuff. Thanks for the question, Danny. Right, RC. Now this is I think this is a question about Mayaku because they did have a, a video release uh, this week and it's about membership. So he asks, how would this new car company survive in this current RC racing market? I don't know. But I look for team support on and off the track. Seems really expensive to buy a kit and a membership. Might be cool for the basher, but add in travel to different tracks and parts. RC racing is expensive. Add in a membership too. I'd rather be a product specialist. All right. So they I don't really know too much about the membership thing, but apparently it's a membership. We, we kind of have to wait to see all the details before we can judge right. this. But, man, <laughs> like... Yeah, racing's expensive and whatnot like that there, but you know what racing could be racing's as expensive as you make it. If you run three million classes, it's gonna be expensive. You gotta buy tires, mm-hmm. you gotta buy parts and all that stuff. I see guys that tell me racing's expensive, but every single thing on the pits matches. Right. You know what I mean? So we have to really look at what what is relative and what's 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 expensive. Like, you know what I mean? Are we here to race or are we here to look good? Yes, it's not for of looking good. So Yeah. RC is relative to what you want to do. If you want it to be expensive, it can be very expensive. It's not cheap, but it's still ex- is, is, it's not the most expensive thing out there. So with this new membership thing, I don't know what my my, my, my Aku is trying. We have to all wait and see what they say and what they come up with. But it's something different. I don't see anybody else doing things like this in RC. So, hey. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely different. Um, I, I'm not really sure how it's going to play out, but uh, I'm definitely interested in seeing how it works. Yeah, because I mean, it is different. It's something different that's kind of trying to change it up. And I mean, I'm always kind of been a fan of some kind of change in the industry. I, I'm more towards a racing format, right. but but you know I what? Mean, For change to start, happen, change start, actually has to happen. You know what I mean? Right, so exactly. I say so this is something new. Let's just see what they come up with. Like I, they they keep releasing videos. They say it's gonna be more information. You wait and see what's mm-hmm. going on. 
Yeah, I get it. I, I get why people's questioning this, though. I get it. But I mean, let's just see, people. So that's mm-hmm. about all I know about my Aku because we have a few questions. So I'm that's that's about all I can say because I don't want to answer, repeat myself the same every mm-hmm. question. So James Dale, can you explain under and overdrive gearing? What are the the handling benefits or drawbacks on each front and rear? Um, I haven't really experimented too much with overdrive, but mm-hmm. uh, more more so. We would use gears to basically dumb down the initial power mm-hmm. so the car is easier to drive. In the rear or in the back? Um, but we in the front. Notice, we would actually use them together. Okay. So you would change the whole gearing of the car down, like what? lower the gearing of the car. Lower for. Okay, so ju- sorry, you confused me here. So you okay, went for so, more punch or you went for more smooth or smoother gearing? So it would be a smoother gearing. Okay, so like that's what we were kind of feeling. So it's basically like. It was taking some of the, the, I know. I guess it was, I guess it was just kind of shortening the power band. Right, actually right. Now that we're talking about, because there were more, you had a little bit more rip, but it didn't have as much top end. So like okay. when the car would accelerate, it would kind of get up there really quick, but then it wouldn't be like screaming fast mm-hmm. down the straight. It would be more <clears> controllable <throat> and you can drive it more precise. Yeah. I did notice though in an e-buggy, it limits the e-buggy too much. So I actually went back to the, Regular gears in my e-buggy. But well, e-buggy uh, has so much power. Like, you can get, you can have the smoother gear. Because we kind of have that option on the JQ. You can have mm-hmm. smooth, I guess what the Black Edition comes with, uh, smooth gearing. It's like mm-hmm. 14, I don't know. But then, like, I remember when Joseph and Max were at the Euros in 2018, was up in altitude. Yeah. So they went on to that lower, you know, just to get punched. But... I used to run, what is it when you run this smaller pinion in the rear? Is that underdrive or over? That's underdrive, I believe, right? That would be underdrive. So, so I used I, to use that in my 7R, and I liked it. So you just underdrive the rear? Yeah. The 7R yeah. used to use that. That This is back when I was actually racing. So mm. you used, the, the, used to put a smaller pinion and uh, ringer in the back, and it just helped lock the rear end of the car and more, especially on the, the tracks we had her rough tracks. Don't explain, yeah. don't, don't ask me all the technical things about that. <laughs> I just put it in there and I just drove so and I liked it, so that's about mm. it. Uh, to be honest, I, I can't explain. I guess he kind of wants to know the draw, like what's like running over and under drive in the, in the front or rear. I don't think you've really done that, so it's hard to answer that. Yeah, it's hard to answer that 100% because I haven't done it. But what it's supposed to do, basically, all, if you run underdrive in the rear, mm-hmm. it just, like I say, your front tires are spinning at, like, one mile an hour. Mm-hmm. Your rear tires are spinning at uh, 0.75 miles right. an hour. So, it allows, in theory, if you run it that way, it should um, allow the rear to get going after the front. But Got you. So the front pulls I, I have, Right. Mm-hmm. I have tried it, and I didn't really like the way that it felt. It didn't feel as balanced to me. Okay. Um, it just felt like the front, the rear was trying to chase the front, but it was never really matched to it. But then I guess, the, so the same way, same can be said for overdrive. So mm-hmm. if you ran overdrive in the front, now you're, you're doing the same thing, but you're grabbing more gear mm-hmm. out of the front and leaving the rear the same. So yeah. it's the same idea. Um, you're just doing that. I don't think you'd ever run them reverse. I don't think you'd ever want the front wheels to go slower than the rear. Mm-hmm. So I, 
You either run underdrive in the front or, or, uh, or sorry, overdrive in the front and underdrive in the rear. I don't think you'll run it any way or any way different than that if you're running split. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for the question, man. You actually kind of stumped us on that one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Hold on. I, I lost my questions. Hold on. There we go. All right. My buddy Devin Pate, Canada's biggest RC fan. What's up, dude? Hot race tires are making a big push right now for top drivers. Do you think they have a chance against AKA ProLine and J Concepts? Yes. Yeah. Of course definitely. they do. I've run the tires the last couple of races. Yeah, they just came up with the white compound. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they don't yeah, have I as think. much money as these other companies, but the Nikola, actually, we did a, I did a podcast with Nikola uh, 2019. Go listen to it. I don't know the number. But Nikola is, Nikola is very passionate about RC. Um, they come from Onroad. And man, they got a they got the fact like they got a little mini factory there in LA, I believe, in SoCal. Mm-hmm. With Mark Vitas and actually, the guys. Well, yeah, it's it's right here in La Mirada. I actually went by the shop the other day. Okay. Um, yeah, it's solid. The tires are really really good. I ran I ran them at the TNR race and liked them. Um, at the time though, I didn't have a uh, long wear compound from them. Okay. Or a medium compound, so I had to switch over to like an S3 um, slide locker, I believe, is what I ran. Okay. Um, it was super soft, so it melted them. Yeah, Wally. Any, any other soft tire, so <laughs> you got the third world janky internet today, buddy. You fr- you freeze a little bit, but it's all right, not too bad. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, hot race now with because we're not sure which direction Pro Line's gonna go. Too, you know, I mean, they just un- unveiled their their team reps, and if you really look at it, it's almost all TLR guys. <laughs> like most of their team yeah. reps, their pro line team reps are TLR reps, besides Evan Vale. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen with pro. I don't think it's going anywhere. I just we'll see, man, because Cole's been running the hot race tires for a while. He's seen success with it. See, that's why you need a coffee, yep. dude, up all night. I know. But, yeah, um, I don't. I don't see why not. As if they have stock and and yeah, they'll be just as competitive and they'll get better as they go. And they got, they got Tessman now. Yeah, you know they got um they got Cole. Tessman, Tessman was ripping yeah last night. I, I don't know. know what tires he was. I don't know what tires he was running at OCRC, but he was moving pretty good. Oh man, he um he's like I yeah. am coming to kill everybody. <laughs> I don't know. I know that Cab was still kind of working with his tires. Like mm-hmm. he didn't have like Ty has been there for like I think a week, day in day out, just running. Well, so he, hasn't, remember, he hasn't been able to do nothing to racing for a while. It's right. snow up there. Where he's, I've his actually tire, been. His tires were like seasoned mm-hmm. and ready to go for racing. While Cab showed up that night with fresh tires. Oh, so I think. If Cab would have been on the same level of tire, I think he would have been closer, if not just as fast or faster, because mm-hmm. he was still able to make up a little bit of time on on tire in, in some spots. But the tires, you could just watch, were just not not quite there. Interesting, interesting. That's Cab yeah. didn't have the tires. Yeah. You mean? Yeah, Cab didn't okay. have the tires. Ty Ty's car looked like it was ready to go to <laughs> ready to race. You know what? I may not like. I'm gonna say one thing about the Tasmans. They are always prepared. And they yeah. do everything. They make sure every T is crossed and every I is dotted before they get or on the track. Or if you're Jet Lawrence, make sure you uh, cross your I's and dot your T's. Yeah, <laughs> you that? that's something I would say. <laughs> I that <laughs> that's exactly like something I would say. 
<laughs> but thank you, Devin, for the uh, for the questions. I've been talking to Devin on Instagram. I tease him all the time. He loves mm. Ty Tasman. Andrew Schultz, why is Lefty so cute? I, I'm I, thanks, man. I think you have great taste. I just got cleaned Oof. up this morning too, fresh and all up. You manscape. Uh, I had my my barber come in and and give me a clip. Not down there. Oh, oh man. Not down there. Oh, but my hand. <laughs> he has shaved my back for me before though. And my chest. It's it's okay here. It's it's a thing. It's nothing homosexual about it whatsoever. Nothing that, that is anything wrong with that. But I'm just saying you're defending that one pretty hard right now. No, because I don't want somebody to get upset and say, Oh, lefty's a homophobe. I have to trust me, I am not. <laughs> I, I believe people can live their lives as they wish. Uh okay, Mark Thomas. He wants to know. What do you think of these paid pros that, that are supposed to help people offering $80 clinics? Just because it's an off weekend for them on a paid trip, they're trying to squeeze a few extra dollars out of people for help. If they was at DNC or PNB, it would be free if you just walk up and ask for help. Okay. okay that, there's two, there's, there, that's a different story. No. So, okay, go ahead. So, in my opinion on that is you're not really... Like you're paying, when you do the clinic, you're getting more of it. You're getting in depth. You're going, you're getting a track walk. You're going through the stuff. They're helping you with your car. They're basically giving you schooling, like on how to work, how to do better. If, yes. But if you're at the track and they're wrenching and you're kind of doing that, like they're, they're focusing on their car, but you come to, Hey, like I want to know some setup advice. Do you have, um, I need a little bit more steering out of my car. Right. That's, that's, yeah, that's free. Help. That's, that's, free that's help. the help. That's the help that they're supposed to give mm-hmm. anything after that. If they, if they're spending their time, like if let's say like you spend hour or two hours focusing on anyone that like anyone that's in that clinic and teaching people, like actually like going over with them and basically giving a, a, like a school lesson. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't see any problem with that. I guess. Yeah. There's, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We've done opinion. this. Now, JQ and I have done this. JQ, we've traveled across America. We've done free clinics. Mm-hmm. Now, a, bear, a cold bear, a place to stay would have been nice, but you know, we didn't get that. Um, but we still did it. You know, We met good people. We promoted and all that type of stuff. Now, if you're at a race and you see a pro, don't be afraid to go ask him any questions. Now, let's be realistic. If he just had a shitty qualifier, don't go up to him and ask him, you know, hey, can you help right. me out here? Give them a few minutes to calm down and then go talk. These guys are just like you and me. They put their pant legs on, one leg at well. Sometimes they mm-hmm. do two legs too. But you know, they put their pants wow. on one leg at a time. Uh if I'm sitting on, I could do two two leg. The two leg saves time. You just go. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Trust me, I had to do it a few times and and, and, and run. Um so now paid for clinics. Now I know Tebow used to do a clinic, right? And it was yeah. a really good clinic. He would do theory, set up, go over your car, and then it was like a two-day clinic. You go on the track and all that stuff. You got like, um, you got like a cur package. You got tires, you got like a shirt, a decal, all that type of stuff. I that's cool. Yeah. That's a business. I, I appreciate that. They do it in motocross. They have schools in motocross. Yep. Now, I think what he's saying is probably um pro racers that are paid to be at that race and making that money for themselves. I don't know if it's always like that. Um, if it's to, if the money goes to the track or the event or anything like that, I'm happy with that. Or maybe that promoter or that racer 
paid for this guy to come in. You know what I mean? And having a, a clinic is a way for people to get knowledge, but also mm-hmm. um, a way to make, like, to recompensate like, the money that it costs to bring that guy here. Even if he right. drove there, he kind of has to get compensated for it. Because not every company sends these guys to every race. You know what I mean? Some people want these people to come. They pay for them to come, have a clinic to compensate for what they spent on it. That's fine. Eh, if you're just there, like, at a race, and you put a clinic on, and you're getting paid twice, I can see something being wrong with that. But that's... Yeah, like the- one of the things that I was offered to do in Canada, Canada for the big barn race was mm-hmm. they were going to charge for, they were going to charge for the clinic, but I was going to pay my travel and hotel to get out there. Right, no, that's fine. So yeah, it wouldn't have been in my pocket, but it was it was just how to make everything kind of work so that I can get out there and race, and then in return they'll pay for it. But mm-hmm. they're gonna, but I will do I'll do a clinic with everybody. Right. And then obviously the COVID canceled that race. So yeah. But I mean, if it's like a, like I remember like what Tebow used to do, he used to have special clinics, two day clinics. You made it a track and you got a package and all that. That's different too. But I get, I think what he's trying to say is if a race is at a race and they're getting paid to be there, then they shouldn't be charging for a clinic. But you got to really make sure that that race is being paid to be there or whatever too. Right. And but, there's, it's not that, there's not that many pros that are actually paid to be there. That's what people don't understand. A lot of these guys, like, a lot of these guys are just a hundred percent off. They're not right. It maybe some travel help, mm-hmm. but not not everybody is full pay. Like there's very very few of those people. Yes, people don't understand that. And but I think what he's more saying, like you know, like the Adam Drakes and the Lutz and all these guys. But I think the clinic is a great service, and time costs money. Too. Mm-hmm. So if that race promoter paid for that guy to come there and he's making, he's going to charge for the race clinic, that's fine. If he wants to give something to the racer, that's fine. Like, oh, you, you use your fuel to get her, her, something like that. Buy a lunch, whatever. Yeah. Cool. But like at a race, please don't be afraid to go ask anybody for help. Yeah. Yes, they look may look intimidating, but they're not. They'll talk to you. They're not. But yeah, the biggest thing that you want to do is never go up to them after they've had like a bad qualifier. Because sure. that. Every, I, everyone gets heated after a race. Like if something doesn't go right, you're even like sportsman drivers. They, they, get, everyone gets heated. If you don't get heated, then you don't care. And if you don't care, then why are you doing it? Exactly. So just give them a little bit of time to cool down. I know I've been, in, I know I've gone to the pits pretty angry at sometimes. I just go sit in my trailer and sort my life out. And then <laughs> five, ten, five, ten minutes later, I'm like, all right, it's whatever. Well, sit on it's a hay bale and contemplate life. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done that too. Oh my gosh, Joe Sire Jr. What's up, Savage Joe? Uh, ran out of talent, guys. Check them him out. Him and Ryan Green and great podcast. I need to get Savage Joe back on there. He goes, how many of the how many owners of Mayaku can I beat in a fight at one time? Just for stringing us along for months and months. Oh my god, Joe is like big into jujitsu and kickboxing. He is like mm-hmm. making himself into the ultimate weapon. I don't know, Joe. I don't know if I want to get on your bad side right now. Anthony Whiteside, my I love my Australians. They're so straight to the point. When is GQ gonna cheer the fuck up? <laughs> what he says? When is G- he asks? Anthony Whiteside is from Australia. You know they they don't they say what they want to say. When is GQ gonna cheer the fuck up? <laughs> I don't know, man. Never, man. You're asking, never You're asking for a lot. You're asking yeah. for a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask. Gary Wright. Oh, well, there's a lot of JQ jokes this week. I'm sure everybody would like to know how much to donate to 
to let Lefty slap JQ. Hit me up on my Patreon, man. I got a thousand. Pa- if I get a hundred patrons, I'll slap JQ <laughs> multiple times. To- I'll slap him a hundred times. <laughs> All right, we got a few more questions here. David Brashears. Okay, Wally, this is this is a good one for you. What are some good building techniques when building a new kit? I hear all the time this veteran builds a kit for this pro, et cetera, et cetera. Any good secrets other than polishing hinge pins, hinge pins shock shafts, smoothing diff gears. I'm still a rookie, but things are starting to prove on the track. And I can actually have fun in a race. Keep up the great work, guys. And he also says, JQ is setting a standard in the RC world with his great knowledge and videos. Love the podcast, Lefty. Just received the book today. Well, thanks, David. Um, Wally, are you still, are guys still polishing, um, hinge pins and shock shafts nowadays? I know it was big back in the day. Personally, I don't even do that. Yeah. Um, they're not, it's not really necessary anymore. Like everything's pretty good before there was like the material there. They, people were using for hinge pins just wasn't really good, mm-hmm. but now it's like they come out pretty much polished and I mean, you can pretty much put cars together and they're, they're free as can be. Like, that's that's the ultimate goal. That's what you're looking for. You don't want it. You don't have to make it. If it's already free, it's free enough. Mm-hmm. If it's binding and it's stuck, sometimes I drill out my arms. Um, but cars to break in, too, you know? Yeah, they do, but, I mean, the, it's just, I just, I'm kind of impatient when I, get to, when I go with my own cars. Mm-hmm. So I make them a little, not sloppy, but... They feel loose from the get-go. Oh, wow. And because a loose car is what's going to make grip. Um, the more tight your car is, there's two things that happen. One, the car's going to be loose. It's not going to feel like it's in the track. It's going to feel like it's on top of the track. The second thing is that if you're on a rough track and you have a tight car, mm-hmm. this goes for 10-scale people that like to shim every single little slop out of the car. When it's tight and every like it may be free, but there's no slop in the car, mm-hmm. The minute you hit a bump, the whole car feels it. Like and, and everything not only that, shaken up. So that eight, makes it more, it makes it takes, it takes away the stability of the car. It makes it harder to drive. Right. Uh, like I will get a lot of people that measure camber with the camber gauges and stuff like that. But like, honestly, you can hit your car and just not like an eight scale and just knock stuff off. Like, yeah. I always say to guys, like I used to be like that guy. He used to always, you know, if it gets too sloppy, yes. But mm-hmm. I would say sloppy is fast, man. I said the best my car is is when it's like just before it's about to be dead and it's just at its sloppiest. And yep. man, I would I would I would say this though to anybody that's building a new kit. Um I would say my one key thing is invest in some good tools. That's a huge one. And definitely invest in a great um automatic screwdriver with batteries and stuff like that. But definitely tools, take your time. Um Read the manual very carefully yeah. if you're building it for the first time because there's a lot of things that people overlook, and I see it a lot. Um, I do – sometimes people will come up to me and like, hey, like I started building this car, but uh, I don't know if I'm doing it right or I just don't have time to finish it. Mm-hmm. Can you finish it for me? And then what turns into, okay, like it's just a shot here, just the rear end of the car and done. Well, when I, ter- when I take a look at the front end, the front end's not built right. The screws aren't tightened all the way down. Um, there's pieces that shouldn't be there. There's washers over here that shouldn't be there. There's, you just need to go slow and make sure that you know which part mm-hmm. you're putting on the car. Cause the manuals, most manuals are okay, but they're all in black and white. So you're not like actually seeing the physical part. Mm-hmm. So you really have to go off of like really what the part looks like. Like 
the difference between like a number four washer, which is like used for like motor screws mm-hmm. and a actual one mil Ballstead washer. Like they're, they're designed differently and they do different things. So you want to make sure that you get those lined up properly with where they're supposed to be at. You, you know, I, I keep bringing up these JQ isms, but I agree. He says, when I, whenever I, whenever somebody asks me to, to work, to check, look at their car, I always find that they just don't have the basics done. <clears throat> so, my also, like I said, good tools, what Wally said, but also the basics. What I mean, like, have your EPA set right. Set it on yeah. the ground. Have your um, brake linkage and your throttle linkage set up. That's one of the big things I see with people. <clears throat> um, your clutch. Your clutch, dude, like, that's a big thing. If you ain't got that running right. Man, it goes so deep. Like, I'm seeing Dagani even talk about fuel line routing, like, and how you should have the nipple on the carb and all that stuff. And it just went... I was like, no way, but he's right. Like, you know what I mean? I do know some old school mm-hmm. guys that still polish shafts and all that stuff. But honestly, I think if you got an eight scale yeah. car, build it and crash it a few times, about half a gallon, about well, after a few tanks, it's broken in and it's good. I also see a lot of people that don't allow cars to break in and they start making changes right away. And then when the car breaks in, it's all out of whack. So right. just let the car, like if you got a new car, like Wally says, he builds his a certain way. But if you have a new car, let it break in. And then you could start making changes because it's got to get sloppy, man. Sloppy's always bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's definitely running a two side of a car is going to make that thing incredibly hard to drive. And you would always need to let the car break in. Like before a race, I'll go, like we have hot rod. It's, mm-hmm. it's a smaller track. It's not as abrasive as on parts and stuff like that. So it's a really cool track to kind of just go break in cars at. And we'll just go put like an hour's worth of runtime on the car before going to a race. Mm-hmm. And then car's broken in ready to go um you're not really fighting the car you get to really focus on changing the setup and making sure the car is right for that track instead of well the drivetrain is not quite broken in um and if you're really really competitive and you really want to get into it what a lot of people do is they they take their practice car Mm -hmm. and they break in drivetrain for their race car so the the plastics don't wear out, right? But the drivetrain is is ready is broken in. It's got, let's say the drivetrain's got an hour on it, but the plastics are zero hours. Gotcha. That makes sense too. That's for now your car's as fresh as it can get, <clears throat> and your drivetrain is gonna your drive drivetrain is gonna make grit. Awesome. I know that that's entirely too much work for me to do, but um, <laughs> I, I understand that's what some people do. I remember when guys used to break in diffs on with drills. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It, it's we have come a long way since those days. That was back in the tinkering days. What's up, Justin Huglin, a fellow Star Wars uh, passionate uh, watcher like me and and uh, connoisseur? How are you, buddy? Are you going to DNC? All right, it's official. I'm not going to DNC. Bummer. I know. Um, I saw that ten day quarantine thing and all this type of stuff. And honestly, guys, I would love to come there. But my thing is um, getting, like, I just don't want to get, I, don't, I just don't know. Like, I'm going to just try to hold off and wait to see how things get, not just in America, but in the world with COVID. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't want to get stuck out there. I don't really want, I don't want to get sick if I'm out there because everything I, like, all my insurance, everything is here. Um, And I, yeah, just, 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 I'm just afraid of getting stuck there or not being able to get back home. So. Right. I just, I just thought, okay, I'll hold off and we'll wait. 
but I just, I just, my buddy is like, nah, I'm not going, Keenan, and we was going to go together. And I said, like, all right, I'm not going. So unfortunately, I'm not going. And it's a shame because I've been to, this, this would have been my fourth DNC. But you're, you're going, right, Wally? Yeah. All right. So you'll be there. And uh, that'd be good because I'll be trying, I'll be want, hitting you up for information anyway. And he asked if I'm going to the SCRC TNR race. No, that's in end of March. End of March. So that is possible. It's possible that I would, I actually would, would like to go to it because, you know, SCRC, I, they're great supporters of the podcast, great family. I like Chris and I like what he's done. So possibly, possibly. Let's see how things develop over the next month or so. And um, yeah, I can, I can see that happening. A few more questions. Uh, Mike Walker, gambling time. How many possible eight scale platforms can we have at one time for an industry that's so saturated? We can't afford more more brands. You know what? I actually I actually agree with you. It is a very saturated yeah. chassis market. Um, but I'm I desperately I'm desperate to see somebody come in and do something different. Maybe Mayaka will be that. So we shall see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, definitely definitely a lot of cars out there though for sure already. We need we need to focus on getting bodies, people racing. That's yeah. what we need to focus all of us. So hopefully, yeah, if we can have as many brands as we want, we just need to grow RC, uh, the, mm-hmm. the amount of people in RC. All right. So I think we have a couple more questions here, buddy. Peter Nielsen, he actually said, first time asking a question, he says, Keenan, I love the show. My question is to do with tracks. If, do you think tracks have become too technical jump wise? It seems like every track is like a supercross track, and there was a uh, oh sorry, it seems like every track is like a supercross, and there was better racing at least club regional when every jump wasn't do or die, and you could actually get a good dice going. Uh, I okay, I have mixed feelings on this. I understand what you mean, because at a club, at a club, you kind of have to make a track that a novice person could come and be comfortable on too. Mm-hmm. We always suffered from this in Bermuda. We wanted to make these big, crazy, tra- we didn't have enough tools and equipment, but we wanted to make these big, crazy jumps, you know, and all this type of stuff that broke cars. And all the, like everybody's going to try and jump it. Like, you know what I mean? So I do like the jumps on a, on a, on a, at a big race when, you know, you, it's more like have to be stepped up and all that type of stuff. But I would like to see maybe some, some more Euro style tracks, even though the Euro tracks are getting big jumps too, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. It, it comes down to, I remember my buddy Paul Coleman told me this. He says, you want to get new people to come to your track, make the track simple. But then like the veteran guys get tired of being at the track. Cause it's simple. So it's like, Oh, but I like a good race too. Sometimes less jumps and more corner speed makes for great races. Yeah. I think there's, it, it really depends on the class you're talking about because you could have a very simple track that eight scale for eight scale. You can have a simple track that has big jumps. Like the jumps are just easy to make. Like if you, it's it's making them difficult is when you have a twenty five foot double out of a four foot corner mm-hmm. without a berm. Yeah, and that's what makes it hard because then you have people taking each other out because. The pro guy can take it and make it make the jump from the inside because the setup is perfect and his tune is perfect. The more sportsman guy has to go wide, so now you've got conflict of lines and people hitting each other. There just needs to be. I think I the know, maybe can we can make. make. I think they they just need to have a smarter layout of how that jump is being hit. 
Yeah. So like really, I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I know there's a challenge that you want it to be challenging, mm-hmm. but again, it's like, I'd rather race the people that I'm racing and not race the track. Yeah. Like that's, that's probably some of the thing. like, there's a lot of layouts that really, you're really just battling the track. You're just trying to keep the car mm-hmm. or going around the track half the time. But if you can really drive the car, I think that's where the racing kind of goes. So yeah. yeah, I do like challenging tracks. I do like, I think there should be a degree of challenging in it, but you shouldn't make it to where like, you can't make it like, you can't just go around the track and not crash. Yeah. Like if you're, if the layout's so hard that no matter, even like, Drake and Cavalier are making mistakes on on sections. Like, there's no real flow to the track. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's ridiculous. I think that's a little too much. I like it but rough, if you were to but take not too rough. Not, no, I think rough is fine. Mm-hmm. That's that. Oh yeah, we're talking about jumps. Sorry, yeah. I'm talking about like rhythm sections that right are just really hard for for the pros to do. I mean, if the yeah. pros are going to struggle with it, it's going to trickle down. Mm-hmm. The le- the the lower the talent goes, the harder it's going to get. And not only that, um, jumps are dangerous, man. And I've seen many tracks make crazy jumps who no thought to tire marshals and yeah. crossovers. I hate cross. I mean, I I mean, I've seen some done good, right. proper. But like, um, for example, DNC twenty eighteen, the six pack that Joey had right there in the front was fun. Looked awesome. Very bad for tire marshaling. Like yeah, and then if you crashed in between there, oh, you were screwed. I remember you were there, you were there for a while. <laughs> oh man, I remember um, Max. He was jumping like in his main, and then somebody mm-hmm. crashed in there, and then you heard Joseph speak and finish, like something like that, real quick. And then Max corrected <laughs> it in the air and like jumped and missed off. I I thought we lost the race there, but uh, yeah, I, I and I don't think jumps make you faster. I mean. I think corner speed makes you faster. Jumps is something that you could time and learn. So, corner yeah. speed is like, like they always say: you corner for dough and jump for show. Now, there you go. I mean, look at BMX. They don't need. They barely jump. You know what I mean? They roll mm-hmm. those jumps. So, yeah. But good question. We should have. Uh, I'm definitely for racy tracks. You know, definitely it makes for better racing. Then like a combination of both. Yes, and then we need to have those hard tracks too, but not too yeah. hard. Right. Daniel reasonably. Dis- De Pastino. I hope I said your name right, buddy. How do you think we can attract more bashers into racing? I enjoy both aspects, but love the skill and technical side of racing more. Uh, I'll answer this one real quick, real fast, and then you can pop in. I actually think uh, this is the, the, the people that we need to try and get into racing. I know Mark Santamaria is doing a great job with his channel. Um, he's got like 50k subs on his YouTube channel and it was surprised me at SIC it was just pure guys from his channel that were bashers that were into the racing so I think he's doing a good job of promoting racing and transitioning bashers to racing but I think what we need to do is we definitely need a class that maybe these bashers can bring in their can bring their basher cars and race with maybe an open class like a, a newbie class bring run, run what you brung and then they would realize, hey, okay, I need something better. And if they, and, right. and then they would either realize, I need something better, or okay, this isn't for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like anything, man, I think the key is we need to promote what we do. People just don't know. There's plenty of guys that have a Traxxas slash or this and all this, but they don't know people actually race these cars. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, but the other thing that I want to add on to that is something that I think I watched in one of JQ's videos recently about the death of RC. 
And it's when those bashers come into the track and they try it for the first time. And then you have the fast guys going, Oh, look at that piece of shit over there. Like that kind of stuff. Like that's not going to, that's not going to keep people around. I, like like Jake, he was saying he's guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. We're assholes, like not, man. Not trying, not trying to be like, like out in public about it. But you definitely like look over your friend, like, hey, look at that thing. Look at that armor car over there. Yeah, like, but we should. We should go over there and yeah. say, hey, man, you should try this. And then we should say, hey, try our car. You know. Right. But you know, I, that's one of the biggest complaints. Like I'm talking to Mark Santa Maria is that people feel unwelcome. But that's just right. us as RC. This is our bubble, and like we just, you know. This is our thing. Well, I got three thousand dollars worth of tires over there. No, right. not, like I'm gonna say, what? I need three thousand dollars worth of tires to race? No, you don't. You know, you do. that's the thing. I think we talk it up. Like people try to show off, like mm-hmm. what they're doing too much. Like, and that's a that's a big part of it because yeah. like that per you gotta think that person is getting into it, like oh like I'm getting into it for just a hobby. Like it's something I can do on the weekends with my kid. And then you get to like you talk to like some pro that's really. Or oh, wanna be pro, wanna be pro. Yeah. Wants to like just wants to say how much money they've. Spent, I know it's so sucks. what they've got, and they're like, whoa, whoa, I gotta do exactly. all this just to race this. Like my brother, my brother just got into this, mm-hmm. and like he knows that you can spend a ton of money, you can right. get all the like all the top stuff. He's like, dude, all I want to do is run stock buggy, um, and we built him a twenty-two uh, five point oh. Uh-huh. Uh, he has like the just stock hobby wing motor or speed control. I had an old re motor that I threw in his car and he's, he's having a blast. He's, it, he's getting, he's, he has a, he raced 12 years ago back in like SoCal days. Okay. He's older than you. No, he's younger than me. Okay. Okay. And he's, he's into it. He's, he's racing two times a week now and he loves it. He's, yeah. he's enjoying it, but he's not spending a ton of money. Exactly. He's, he bought, he got a car for cheap. He found it um, on eBay, I believe. He said he got it for like two seventy five, new in the box. Um, I hooked him up with a motor and speed control. Like he bought everything. He I, he spent like I'd say he spent maybe five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and he's plenty competitive. He he has enough room to grow into the sportsman class when he's ready. Yeah, you know, dude, I raced three classes here. Mind you, we only raced one like every once a month when we did when racing was good. Mm-hmm. I raced three classes at, and I was on a very tight budget. My cars were always good. I utilized my stuff. Like, you know, I got deals when I could get them. Like if I saw something for sale, I buy them. I buy yeah. used tires. All that. You can do this, man. You like, it's, I did it. I, I, I raced on, I used to acetone tires to get the wheels to you reuse them and stuff like that. There's lots of things you can do. And that's what we need yeah, to and promote. Then, and then also don't feel pressure. Like when you see people like, you go to someone's pit and they've got like eight stacks of brand new tires. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. That's that's their deal. They yes. spent the money to do that. It's not going to help them anymore. They're only going to run one set of tires. Like if you go to OCRC, you only need one set of tires. You can run. Like I, I ran that. I ran the twenty two my or my buddy's twenty two X four on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I didn't run brand new tires. I ran tires that were slicks. They were worn down to slicks. And they work just fine. Like most tracks now, you can run. Hey. And have, the tracks have so much grip that you could run tires forever. Right. Even though they don't look like they're going to work, they still work. They might be a little slower after a while, mm-hmm. but you could, you could get your money's worth out of the tires now. It's like Jay Smoker. Mm-hmm. Like he don't wrench on his cars. Like, he just leaves them at OCRC. 
I think he's probably got the same tires on him he's had for like the last year. He just brings his cars out, yeah. charges the batteries, and goes, and has fun. Yep. <clears throat> All right. You don't have this. You can do it in all kinds of different levels. You don't have yes. to do it at the most expensive level. You can do it cheap, and you can do it and have fun. Yeah, I, I think I think we need to focus on that. Uh, the doing it for cheap and having fun, and then mm-hmm. you could dive in deep and get everything matching in your pits and three million yeah. sets of tires and and diff checkers and all that type of stuff and go fully like I know like people like to have gadgets too. All right, we got a couple more questions, Wally, and then that's it, and then we go on to the RC thought of the week. Uh, Cody Thompson, what's up, CTRC? How you doing, man? See you doing your thing. That's good. Um, from CTRC Raceway, Raleigh. That's your. You haven't been up there for a minute to check out those guys. Know. He's got his hobby shop now too. I see that, so yeah. that's good too. Congratulations, Cody. Cool dude. He asked, "What are your thoughts about DNC this year with no European drivers being able to damn? It sucks balls. It sucks. This is what I like about DNC most is that the Euro guys come over and race." We don't get to see these guys race each other enough. Just DNC, maybe Silver State, Neo when it happened, and the Worlds. So, yes, it sucks. David is, I wanted the Viking to come over and just like become a two, like become a back to back DNC champion. Because honestly, I think he's probably one of the fastest guys out there. But it's still going to be good in a way that we'll see younger talent get to shine, I think. I think we're going to see the B and uh, uh, we're going to see, we're going to see faces in the A main that we never have seen at, at a DNC. They're going to be young and there's going to be a bunch of them. And I think we're going to see some top names in the B main. So it's still going to be good. Still going to be I think good. Gonna, I think uh, it's going to be a lot le- more level, le- well, not level playing field, mm-hmm. but it's going to be an easier DNC than past yes. years. Um, because Thunder Alley, like it does blow out, it does get rough, but it doesn't get as rough as a DNC layout generally does mm-hmm. when it's built at a special, like a special venue. Thunder Alley, like when it blows out, I mean, it gets rough, but it get, it, it just stays there. It doesn't fall apart. It doesn't right. have gigantic together, holes. Really good. Right, the track will hold together. So it's really just gonna be. I mean, I, I feel like someone from the like West Coast that runs at Thunder Alley is going to win. It, it's, you want my opinion? You, you want my opinion? I'm going to sound like JQ, but it's going to be a big California club race with. It's pretty much what it's going to be. Um, with a lot of people from out, probably from the Midwest coming. I don't think you're going to see many East Coast people go. I know, I know a couple of East Coast people that are coming. Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, my buddy Mike Favia, he's going to come by. He's okay, coming. So, cool. Well, he's considering coming. Um, I know it was on a schedule before, but with COVID, it's kind of making it different and difficult because of all the um, restrictions, the, cor- the quarantines and all that stuff having to do afterwards. Sammy, I just come on 2021. Let's kick in. Let's get better. But yeah, uh, definitely going to make a miss with no European drivers, um, but it's still going to be a good race, I think. And I'll be glued to the, thank God Live RC is going to be there because I'll be watching it. But man, I would probably give my left nut and to be there to be honest like yeah. even though it's not gonna have that it's still gonna be it's still a, and it's on the alley like i really like it this is the first dnc i think we're gonna see with the 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 amount of um elevation that thunder alley has yeah so i think that's gonna make it interesting as well i really hope they do a layout like, like a glenn helen style layout where you're going up and downhill oh yeah that'd, that'd, be, be, that'd be something cool yeah. like, that would be rad 
<clears throat> It'd be cool to see like a big long hill type. You go up, yeah, full full chat, and then like at the top, it's just like, whoop. Oh, like how they or like how they have it at like like Fox Raceway or Paula, where they're like racing up the hills and all stuff, and then like they kind of jump to the top and yeah. then they turn around and come back down. And that'd be yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, like a berm at the bottom and then do a triple. Like oh. I think stuff like that would be sweet. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. You kind of, but the thing is, you it's weird because you know what a Joey track is gonna be. You, yeah, you know what I know what how a Bobby Moore's track's gonna be, right? And I, but Westgard's the guy who's surprising me now because it's coming up with a whole mm-hmm. bunch of ideas. So Westgard will throw you through mm-hmm. a loop. You're like, oh, okay, that. I think I've seen I've I've seen everything that can be done on an RC track. It's cool. And then you watch Westgard's layout. You're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, where did that come from? <laughs> That's interesting. All right, Greg Jones. What are your thoughts on JQ's big three-part YouTube videos on how to make racing great again? I think it's I think it's great, except for my part where I sound like an idiot, where I'm echoing because <laughs> I recorded it wrong. So, but I, I saw that. I think it's great. I think uh, JQ hits on very good points. I think Ryan Styles Harris hits on on very good points. I really yeah. wanted to get Mark Santa Maria on there because I thought he had some good points with the with the basher thing. Um, I tried to get Ryan Styles Harris on this podcast. If you know him, tell him I want to get him on the podcast. I don't think he knows who I am, or maybe he thinks I'm like going to throw him under the bus or something. But I really want to get him on the podcast and um, just talk <laughs> to him. Uh, I think it's great, man. I think we need to be more open. We need to have these discussions. We need to look at what we can do to improve our industry, or we're going to see RC re- really die. I don't want to see RC die, but maybe it has to to get better. But I don't want to see that, you know, because right. I love this so much. I just want to see it get better. So, uh, I think it's good, and I think you everybody should watch what JQ JQ's videos is doing some good stuff, man. Yes, they are they are long and like, you know, but JQ is also also the person who would tell me that a five hour podcast isn't isn't too long. So you know, right? <laughs> I think it's good. Sure, man, get it out there in the stratosphere, and uh, and if you ain't sub to his 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 channel, give him a sub, a like, and yeah, let's let's get it going. Nathan Libet. What are good habits to do in RC and bad habits? Good habit. Put your card good on habit. and go to your term marshal spot. Yep. Bad habit. One. Go put your card on, talk to your friends, look mm-hmm. at your scoring, and we'll have the, the, the RD calling you to be on your, your marshal spot. So I think the one habit you can do as any racer is learn to give your car to your pit man or put it somewhere and go directly to your coon to turn marshal because that's what you would want somebody else to do. Right. And it just makes, and that just makes the whole program run smoother. Like mm-hmm. I think like I've been to so many races where the uh, race director is literally calling for marshals and it's not even like, it's not even people that volunteer. It's the people that race. They just mm-hmm. walk off cause they're mad and everyone gets mad, but mm-hmm. Handle it a little better. Go go to your go to your cone and be mad. Don't go to your, don't walk off. Still take care of what you have to do if you have like if you're if you want to be a part of it. You can go be mad all day, but just get your part of the job done. Yep. It, it's just it's just common common courtesy. It is a problem in I've seen a lot of races I go to in America, and I was in England. It was pretty simple. You did a club race. You raced. It was simple. You went to you set up the track because it was indoor. You set it up. Mm-hmm. You walked up one way to the rostrum because they called it a rostrum, right? You waited in line mm-hmm. to go up there. You walked up. You won, You went in one, one up one way. You went down the other way. When you finished your race, you went on, put your card on. You went to your cone. You put your vest on. 
And if you wasn't to your coon by the time that race started, you got Dr. Lap. Do that, and you yeah. will see this problem go away. Yes, I think that I think that is something that is threatened here, but it's never really enforced. That's the one of the big things. Like, oh, we're just waiting on marshals. We're just gonna we're just gonna wait here. Like, no, just say, look, if you're not here, you all know the rules. You know how everything goes. Mm-hmm. It does is never changed. It's always the same. If you're not out here, you lose a lap. That's it. Uh, I actually, I think he was asking about on cars yeah, too. Awesome. But but I would also say the other one that I was gonna um, not get all sidetracked. I don't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, another bad <laughs> habit or good habit. Um, oh, yelling on the driver's stand. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't 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 yell at the turn marshal. You, they didn't crash your car for you. This is true. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Like it's it does get frustrating when a marshal like marshal job shouldn't take forever. Like it should like. If you're trying to get the attention of someone, I can kind of get it, but don't start yelling at him like you're mad at him. Just yell at him to like, if at the very least, yell at him to kind of get his attention. Right. Because personally, I don't want to rev. I don't want to rev my engine. Like I've done it before. I stretched rods. It sucks. I don't. I'd rather not do that. I would just kind of try and do something because wiggling. Like if they're not, if they're looking the other way, turning your wheels left and right isn't going to do anything. Right. Like they're not going to see you. There's so much chaos going around them that they're not going to hear their, your wheels wiggling. So yeah, I, you gotta yeah. somehow balance that out to where you need to get his attention if he's not paying attention, but you don't want to be yelling at him like it's his fault that you crashed and you're mad at him. Like you can't be doing that. You can't be screaming and yelling and throwing a tantrum and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think um, another good habit is um, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Man, I know people's gonna get upset. With me like this With saying something like this But I've said it before If you want to I think if you really want to get If you're serious about getting better If you're racing I would focus If you're racing nitro I would focus on Running your nitro car more Yes it's a little bit more expensive I would I would focus on practicing with my nitro car And Here's a Okay here I'll put it this way If your truggy and e-buggy results Are better If you're running truggy and e-buggy And nitro buggy And they're better than your Your nitro buggy results Then You need to focus more on your nitro buggy Because if you focus on your nitro buggy Those Those two Those two classes will come to you um, Because I, I just think they're I know you said you don't like e-buggy Because it's harder to drive But Truggy makes bad habits because it's very forgiving to drive. And I think yes. e-buggy makes bad habits because you have the power to get out of a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Because, like, that I jump. Would, I, would say, I would say nitro buggy is definitely the hardest class to run. So, yes, I do agree with that. Uh, you should be practicing and running a nitro buggy. Like, whenever I go to the track to go practice, I only bring my nitro buggy. I wouldn't bring anything else. Right. Um, because I know, like. The truggy is a truggy. It's a pillow with wheels. Like you, it'll any <laughs> any mistakes, any mistake that you make, it's just gonna suck it up and it's just gonna keep on going. I've never Where even a buggy heard. is gonna bounce and then flip around and go all over the place. But I've yes, never even heard of that. I like it. A pillow with sure. wheels. It's a pillow with wheels. Oh my god! All it is, it doesn't it doesn't do anything funny. You can just hammer the throttle down and it goes wherever you want it to go. You you case a jump, eh? It doesn't matter. It it's just gonna suck it up. Yeah. If you jump with a buggy, it could buck you forward or send you off into a different area. All right. So sweet. We got two more questions. Well, I have one more one more. Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
when you're practicing, uh-huh. practice like you're racing. So like if you have the means or if you have a stopwatch or a pick guy and you want to practice, um, like maybe like a qualifier, let's do, do a seven minute run and don't have to necessarily cap, like do lap times or anything. If you can, if you want, that would just be better. But if you want, just do seven minutes without crashing. And then as soon as you do that at this speed and you have a time, like, okay, you did it. Let's just say your overall time. Like maybe, maybe, okay. Maybe you do count laps and you count your laps. Mm-hmm. You did, let's say you did 10 laps in seven, 15, whatever you want to call there. Okay. But you didn't crash. Now your goal is to go, let's say 11 laps or maybe seven or 10 laps in seven Oh five. Like you want to make up 10 seconds. So now you push the car a little harder but you're still working within how hard you can drive without crashing, but you're incrementally getting faster mm-hmm. while keeping your consistency. So I think instead of just trying to shoot for a hot lap and just try and drive it all out as fast as you can work for your work on your seven minute time versus your one hot lap. Laps. Yeah. Hot laps. That'll, that'll do you a lot better. Cause if you can have, let's say you're doing, you could do a 35, four is your hot lap. That was your fire lap that was everything was perfect you were on the gas the whole time but you could do one of those and you have a 40 a 40 a 40 a 40 trying to do the same thing but I, I, if you just do if you back it down to like 90 percent, and now you're doing a 36 5 you're doing a second slower but you're right. 36 5 36 5 36 5 36 5 you've just i mean you've probably cut off four tenths in four seconds right hot laps your, are placebo man hot, hot laps mm-hmm. are placebo they just make you feel good I, yep. I agree with that. I mean, I had a great, I got a good hot lap. Well, one lap doesn't win races. Cool. You finish 11th. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> then, speaking of this, Edwin Ortiz, what's up, Edwin? Drifting a 180 turn or using the apex? What's better and why? <clears throat> oh, I would say the track. fastest way around a track is the, is the, is the, is the, the shortest way. Yep. So drifting looks drifting, cool. Drifting is good when the track, I think. Drifting can help mm-hmm. when you're on like a really slick brick 180 corner, because if you try to drive it all nice and tidy, usually the car Push. stops mid corner because there's no grip. Mm-hmm. So if you can kind of flip, like flick the car into the corner and then kind of let the car be already turned to where all you have to do is accelerate out, that will help. But in a normal 180 corner that has grip, drive in, stay tight, drive out. You know what? When I think of a corner, what you're talking about, I think of the Montpellier track. And that concrete corner that painted, and you could just see those guys who just drift around that yep. corner and hit that jump. Into that corner. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I always say the fastest way around the track is the shortest. And if your wheels are spinning and you're not moving, you're not going fast. So, <clears throat> but yeah. drifting has its it's it's like you said, it has its purposes. It looks cool. It's like whipping. Yep. People whip for everything, but because it looks cool. But you know, mm-hmm. race like real racers whip because they do it. Uh, for a reason you know what i mean so yeah i think uh hitting brakes and taking the ap- apex and getting as tight to that pipe is as good but it depends on the grip level uh we have a couple more questions eric olsen how many kits does it does a manufacturer have to to sell to cover the cost of a top tier driver a shit ton uh <laughs> because a lot you're just thinking of his salary you gotta think of his salary you gotta think of all the product you send them you gotta think of the travel that you out because not all these guys have the same contract maybe maybe your tire company is helping with travel this way or the engine company as well. You know, some maybe not always the chassis company pays everything. Uh, right. and, and contingency, man. 
just contingency that you have to pay out for these guys is extremely expensive. So I couldn't tell you how many kits they have to sell, but I would say they would have to sell a lot. They got to sell a ton. They got to sell a ton. All right, Um, I must called you Connie. I don't know why I must called you Connie. Wow. Maybe because I was talking to him yesterday. Sorry about that. Wally, Connie. I always, yeah, I'm always messing up your name. Two, two IG questions. Jacob Gonzalez RC. I think he's from California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. I see him at Revelation. This was the question about um, outboard toe and rear and, and inboard toe. Does the car react different to rear toe that is set on the hubs, which I would call outboard toe, and, the enti- and on the D block, which I would call inboard toe? I would assume not, but I'm not too sure. It is actually a difference, I yes, believe. It, does, it is a difference. Inboard toe is also, well, you're, obviously you're affecting toe, so that's going to do one thing. But on inboard toe, it affects the wheelbase of the car because it's changing the arms. You're angling the arms in, so the outer part of the arm is also moving forward. So you're shortening the wheelbase uh, yes. while you add that. So yes, it's gonna make it's gonna when you do that, it's gonna make the car corner faster. It's gonna get in and out of corners really quick because now you got a short wheelbase car. Mm-hmm. When you move it just on the outside, you're just adding toe, and you're 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 one you're creating bind, so it's gonna make the car a little bit stiffer. So it could have more support. It could add a little bit more grip, um, but you're not changing. You're changing a lot less of how short the car is by the outboard toe. And that's the biggest differences. Gotcha. Um, the, Basically, you're changing wheelbase, you know. Right. We, we use a lot. We Like, the first car that I actually used outboard toe on was the JQ. So I didn't mm-hmm. know, like, what I was doing. This was something new to me. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a handy tuning tuning tool. I actually, that's what I changed the most. Is like I just changed it when I, when I did race. was just changed the toe right there and the outboard toe. So, good question. RC Kevin, my good buddy from Quebec. What does running a diff on a gear diff on dirt do? Maddie G doing it in stock, he says. And conical versus flat piston. And why do you and what and what way do you suggest to put a conical piston? He's he's a stock guy. He also races nitro. He's got a got a cool indoor track up there. Or he's managing a cool indoor track in Quebec. So, what do you think about the gear diff on dirt? Or what does he what does running a gear diff on dirt do? It takes it takes a lot of it can be faster, especially for stock, because a gear diff is going to have the most forward bite that you could get out of a two wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. But what it ends up doing is making the car rotate really fast, extremely fast, and that's why it's ideal on carpet because you have the forward bite. The car will launch and go forward. It won't skip a gear. It won't slip but the car has so much grip that you want it to be freer in the rear. So the gear diff allows that to happen. Right. So Matty G he's, he runs something that's way off in left field. I don't know really if anyone can really drive his setups. I don't, I don't ever hear anybody running his setups. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you, if you can, I, I mean, if you can get that gear diff to work, it will be faster. Mm-hmm. You have the forward by the corner speed. But you have to be prepared that car's gonna want to spin out everywhere because it's gonna have basically no side bite. That the gear diff pretty much eliminates to handle it. Probably. Let Let's see what he does when he goes to. I was teasing him the other day. I was like, "Are you going to DNC?" I don't know. You should be running nitro. Eddie G don't run nitro. He better start running nitro. (laughs) Warner crime. 
We need we need to do baby steps. He needs to jump up the modified. Nah, first. That's what he sounds like, Joseph. <laughs> that's what he says. Um, Conoco versus. I know, I know. <laughs> he said one more year. I just give him shit about it. Uh, yeah. Conical Pistons versus Flat Pistons, and which way to put the Conical Piston? And you froze. Sorry, cut out. Yeah, I'm yeah, there. I froze really. Sorry, no worries. Conical uh, uh, Pistons versus Flat Pistons, and which way to put the Conical Piston? Uh, which which way to put the Conical Piston? Um, I've always ran flat stuff. Um, for the most part, I haven't run MIP stuff in my AE cars. I'm actually gonna try my JQ cars this next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to run the eight hole, um, the tapered pistons, and I'd always run the taper down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way the pack stays the same, but it rebounds a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's basically what you would do. You want your you want your pack. To, basically, you want to just adjust the rebound. You're not trying to. You don't really want to remove the pack because the pack is what your support, your car support is from. Okay. So if it's if it's too free, the car is going to roll over. It's like in a corner. Like I was actually I was experiencing this with the JQ car when I first started running it at Thunder Alley. Mm-hmm. Car went through the bumps, perfect in a straight line. Everything was great. I was like, all right, but they had this one downhill sweeping corner into a into a whoop section, and you had to stay in the throttle, carry the speed. But when you're going downhill. And then making a left, that right rear shock was just blowing through, and the car would lose like all the support and do a donut. Before, like, and then now you're going to the whoop sideways, and it's you can only imagine how bad that was. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was running the seven by one four piston. Okay. So that seven by one four piston, basically, too much oil was moving through the piston, and there was no support by the shock. So the shock would just blow through, the car would dump over on its side, do a donut, and there. But then I went up to a seven by one three. Mm-hmm. These are all flat pistons for right now. The seven by one three would you would go into the corner. The car would stay flatter and it would power through the corner because what's going on is the shock is holding the car up. So as the car leans over, the shock is kind of fighting it and kind of making sure that it doesn't go too far. And then what it's also doing is as the car leans and all that weight goes into that one tire the stiffer shock or the having a little more dampening in it mm-hmm. is creating more pressure on the tire. So the tire, instead of it, just the weight is falling in, like if the tire is here, the car just rolls in, just kind of falls into where the tire is at. The weight rolls over and pushes the tire down into the ground. Creating more traction. Grip, right. And that's yeah. where your grip comes from. So running a stiffer shock can actually make more grip. You just need to know if you need more grip coming into the corner or out of the corner. Out of the corner, a stiffer shock is going to make more grip. Wow, Wally, you went full science mode on me just now. I know, I freaked out. I know, I but it, you explained <laughs> a lot to me. You explained a lot to me. Good good, good answer, man. Actually, you did, you did really well with the setup. That, that, that came out of a, a motocross. Right, like, but it makes sense. I was, like reading, I was like reading where bone, like Bones from Pro Circuit was explaining, like, if you run too soft to shock, like your bike's going to come out of the corner like this. It's mm-hmm. not going to plant. But if you actually use the weight of the bike to push the tire into the ground by running a stiffer shock, you get more grip in the car ex- or the bike will exit straight. Hmm. Interesting. So, so I was like, oh, maybe that works for our C2. And it didn't. So I was like, all right. There you go. That's how you find things out, man. Awesome, man. You, Hey, thank you for coming on. You did a great job answering these questions. We, I think we had a, I had a good time answering them. If you, yeah. Thank you to everybody that sent in these questions for the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. It took a little longer than usual, but hey, we got talking and that's how it goes. We don't have a time limit on this type of stuff. So, Ali, you got, I got you here. 
Uh, we're going to bring you on for the Sun City RC, Sun City RC Raceway uh, RC Thought of the Week. So this part of the podcast is brought to you by Sun City RC Raceway, home of El Paso's world famous, true old school, old school motocross inspired eight scale off-road track. From handicap accessibility and covered pits to drop the gate starts, this world-class facility has everything needed to give you the professional feel with the amazing country views to match. SCRC has four acres of parking with plenty of room for RVs, trailers, and the racing can carry on, can carry on into the night with a well-lit track and pit area. SCRC is privately owned by the Showers family, Joey, Christian, and Corbin, a great family, Really uh, had a great time there with them when I went there. Who have been in the RC scene for 20 plus years. They also earn all their own equipment so they can make frequent changes to the track to keep you, the racer, entertained. When they have big races, they even hire professional track builders and race directors for the big race. Please go to Facebook, follow Sun City RC Raceway there. If you're in the El Paso area, give them a message, send them a message and say you want to come by. And in March, the TNR race is going to be there. Uh, so it's going to be good. So hopefully I'll be there. So thank you to SCRC for bringing you the RC thought of the day. While this is your first time doing this. So my RC yeah. thought of the day, I have this vision. I have this vision. And I might actually do a video about this, but I have this vision that I one day will see. And this is kind of the theme. We should use big races to promote RC to new people. And club racing is where people learn about learn how to do RC and learn everything to do what that. Is. So what I what I mean by that is I would like to see big races. Now they did it. I remember the um, mm, they did it in that big stadium. I had um, Rick McCrary on here and he was talking about it. Manufacturers Cup. The when it yeah. was when it was like in when the stadium. Was, right, right. Yes, with spectators and he said something that resonated with me. He said if you treat it big. People would take it big. Like if you treat it like it's professional, even though we know like it's not like like motocross, but people that come will think it's uh, a professional. So I guess sometimes I go to these races. Uh, like I went to PNB. I always go to PNB, and it, it's it's a big race. It's in the middle of Tennessee. It's nothing really around. Like you go around this little town. There's nothing around, but it's like you never see spectators come in. And mm-hmm. actually, I think that's actually a great race to probably. Uh, Bring spectators in because Dave always um, has the main like around just after lunchtime and he, on a Sunday and stuff like that. So I guess my point here is this is my vision I want to see. And I've said it before. I like to see something like this done, promote to spectators. Okay, we're going to have, it doesn't have to be um, the whole race because we know we race for three days. So just try to get the people there on a Sunday for mainstay. I would mm-hmm. like to see, we have to kind of put our professionals forward. They're, they're, the, they're the cream of the crop. This is what we want to present to people. Not guys doing 20 million barrel flips down a straightaway. You know what I mean? Or breaking right. the car off every drum. Not saying that's not important. Don't get me, don't get it twisted, guys. You know what I mean? But we want to put our best foot forward. We want to show, we want to introduce people to RC by showing them what, that, hey, these guys are pro guys. They can race. So I always have this dream or vision of maybe just, catering that main to spectators by by mean that like get them in there early have this pro guys lined up in like a factory row have them actually wearing something that looks like a uniform of some sort you know promoting their sponsors like you do in motocross sitting down this doesn't have to now to get this twisted people like well i want the i want the racers in the pit so i could go talk to them that's still there 
We just went them for an hour to greet the spectators, have their products there, have an engine there, have tires there, all this type of stuff. You can, one, promote your products, have pictures, autograph that, give it to a kid, make it its day. Treat this big, others will treat it big. Yep. Make it big. That's what I want to see. Now, when you get to the race, you get the commentators on there. Don't commentate for us. We know what's going on. Commentate for this. Commentate for the spectators so they know what's going on. Make sure they can see the show. Give them a pamphlet. Hey, welcome to the race. Hey, charge them. Charge them to come in. Charge them five bucks. They'll be like, oh, wow. Okay, this is cheap. Give them a pamphlet as they come in. Explain to them what we do. Maybe have names, pictures uh, of their car, their sponsors, of the drivers, top, you know, the pro top pro drivers there. Then they'd be like, hey, this is you. Can you sign my pamphlets? This is all stuff that can be done in RC. But we can still keep RC kind of like the way we, we do it, where we can mingle and, and interact with the pros too. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. We can still interact with them. But let's take some time to promote RC and make our, at least make the pro main, pro yeah. nitro buggy main. Because that's, let's be honest, that's what people want to see. Pit, pit, you know, pit lanes, pit stops and all that type of stuff. At least make that pro main exciting and something you would watch on YouTube, even if you didn't know about RC. That's mm -hmm. what I would like to see one day. And then that's what we use the big races for. We get the spectators in. If we get 10 new racers from 100 spectators, I'm happy. Those 10 racers, they go out to their club race. They find, oh, where do I club race? Oh, I live her. Here's a, here's a club her. Here's a club her. That's where they learn how to do RC. This is my RC thought of the day. What do you think, Wally? No, I think you're on the right path. I think that would be something that needs to happen. Um, but I think it needs to be marketed like that. Like, I think that's the big, the biggest thing is that we don't market the actual racing. We just we we do market it, but we market it to ourselves. We already know we already know right. about racing. That's it's right. kind of like not where it's not working anymore. Right. This is why like, we don't, don't have a monster it. or a Red Bull. Right. In because our we're industry. not we're not opening to more people. Mm -hmm. We're just re. Recycling old news people, which I mean, it gets gets the stuff out, and people are still buying stuff. But we're not we're not making anything happen. We're not making it grow. We're just mm. keeping it recycling and staying the same. And the amount of people that get out of the hobby versus the amount of people that get into the hobby is getting out is way way higher. Yes. So you're recycling the same people, and then people are leaving. So. And then every once in a while, a new one trickles in, a new person trickles in. Like, I see it, I've, I've watched it at OCRC. Like, OCRC, yes. I can, there's, like, years where people would be, like, they would be this group of people that was a track all the time. And then that group leaves. And then a new a new group comes in. And then that group leaves. Like, but there's only, like, one or two core people that, mm -hmm. like, stay in it. Yeah, I so agree, man. That I think it just needs to be marketed. I, everyone knows about RC cars. Everyone's like wanted an RC car when they was a, when they were a kid. Yep. But they don't know that there is a lot more to these. There's mm -hmm. not just you're going to buy a car at Target and it's going to break and you're going to throw it away. No. Like that's that's a lot of what a lot of people think. And then you get to the point where you see something hitting a 25 foot jump and you're like, Yeah. What, what was that? How did that happen? Exactly. Um, so it's like. You just got to get the people there, and that's I think that's what using big races is going to do. It, yeah, but, but uh, it also needs to be in a more – my opinion on this is it needs to be in a more public area. I agree. We need to start trying like, – I know it's expensive. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to do. I know it's not like music. Oh, yeah, I wanted the RC fairgrounds. 
Like, it's not just going to happen like that. There needs to be a way to do it. There needs a plan. But I think if we can get all together and we can, like, if we, if we start working together at that kind of thing, it can happen. Yes. And, and one example that I do remember this, that it did happen, which it's a start. And I thought it was pretty good. It was at RCX when it was still a thing. Um, Ron yeah, house from Ron house from uh, motorhead mm-hmm. uh, RC, which is no longer around anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, he put on a race at the RCX event. It's called the great American outdoor race. Okay. I believe. And at all times around the, the fences, it was packed with people that didn't have, that had no idea what ra- RC racing was. Yeah. People are watching it. They're like, they hear announcing this. They they're watching me warm up my nitro buggy. Like, Oh, they're all like just wondering like what's going on like what is all this and it was like it was cool I know like so if, if they're obviously OC fairgrounds OC is expensive so yeah. doing something in OC is going to be ridiculous but ideally I agree, if I could make it happen I would like to get a race during the OC fair you, you know because um, they do all kinds of stuff like that but again we'd have to work on a format that. We can get enough racing in, mm-hmm. but we can have it on a time schedule that's not going to take all day. Right. And it would have to be like, like uh, maybe just 10 to 15 guys. I know um, just just for like a show, you know what I mean? I know like... Uh, well, I, was thinking, like I was thinking we could do a full race. Oh, okay, a full race. It. So it'd be time. Like it would be limited. I'd say like no more than 100 entries. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds um, really good. And then you'd, we'd have, we would do a different type of qualifying where it's just timed. Uh, you just go out there and you basically... It's, I would say for that event, I would like to do like just purely off of fast lap, like super, like just do a super yeah. cross format, hundred percent. So you, I mean, it would, we'd make it cheap. So if you don't like if, if we'd still do the lower mains and all that stuff, but it wouldn't be too right. crazy. Right. But uh, you do time practice. So you get like a 20 minute time practice for each of heat, each of the heats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's it. Right, that's that's all, a, your that's, time practice is your practice and your qualifying. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be cool. All you gotta do, all you gotta do is one hot lap, and then you put it in order, and then we sort the mains, and then we say come back at seven p.m. tonight for the mains, and then you can like you'll have you have a more scheduled thing so people know. Oh, okay, the A mains, the finals are gonna go off at this time. Mm-hmm. They're not going like, all right, we're doing qualifying for six hours, we're doing lower mains for three hours, and then. At the very end, we have a mains, and that's all. Yeah, like we wouldn't, we would do everything during the day, and then the seven o'clock show would be a mains only. Right, like like just like super cool. So it's it's not long, mm-hmm. but you see all you see the top of every class, and that's it. I agree, that works too, man. So basically, you can promote it as like, oh, you're gonna make the night show, like how Supercross is. Like yeah. I think, why not? I think that would one, it makes the program for the the spectator easier to follow, and you're kind of more understanding of what they're doing and you're not having to follow like through a C main, a B main, a this main, a that main. You just get the finals. Promote as a night show. I think that would be the where it needs to kind of head. Sweet. I agree with you, man. Let us know what you guys think. And uh, after you heard this podcast, are we on the right track? Do you think we're, we're doing, do you agree with us? Do you not? We, we want to hear from you. Um, But I think that's, the, we got to man. These like, Everybody says these races are good for, well, these races do good for, well, let's, that's, re- I mean, we shouldn't, have, uh, it's a whole nother spiel I could go on about big races and club, like all that type of stuff, but I, that's not what it's about. 
but yeah, yeah, maybe maybe the race promoters should look at a way to actually promote RC to non-RC people too, because the more people we get in, the better it will be, and then we could get more companies in. Like if I'm Monster Energy, you know, we'll say, oh well, this this race had 800 entries. Where well, we had 800 people? No, no, we had 800 entries, but we had 250 people. Yeah, and you'd be like, yeah. oh well, that's not a lot of people to that I need to market to. They're probably drinking my product or drinking a Red Bull as it speaks. So that's why we don't have it. But I think we can do it. Anyway, right. Wally, I know you're busy. You got to get back to work. I thank you for your time, man. Enjoy your California weekend. And um, I hope you get better weather. Thank you for your time. I'm going to go on to the Techno RC main interview. Remember, guys, hit up Wally. Check him out. Send him some Send him some business. Check out the affiliate link for Beach RC as well. SCRC. Now I'm going on to the Techno RC main interview. Oh, hold on, Wally. Would you like to say goodbye to everybody? Yep, I'm going to see you guys later. I'll probably see you guys around for another um, uh, Techno RC yeah, uh, uh, chat line. So We're going to also, sure I know you're, you soon. yeah, I know. also know you're busy and we're going to try and rotate you in to do some of these questions. I know we went over our time limit that we said we was going to go on, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you're probably going to see a little bit more Wally because he's going to come in and help out with some of the setup questions, which I greatly appreciate. So yep. please show Wally some love, man. Send him some kits. Rock them Wally builds hats. And, um... You know, see him if you see him at a race, just go up to him and talk to him, man. I'll help you out. Hit me up. I'm always I'm always around to help. So sweet. Just let me know. All right, buddy. Thank you for your time and talk to you later. Now it's time for Sounds the good. see you guys. All right. Now it's time for the Techno RC main interview with Jared Wiggins. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer. Specializing in 8th and 10th scale high-performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. So you guys have heard me call Tyler Jones the dark horse of RC and of Techno RC. Well, we're about to talk to the guy who I consider the workhorse in RC right now and of Techno RC. Been with him for quite a long time. Coming off a very impressive SIC uh, last weekend, I believe it was, a weekend before last, where he, I swore he was going to get a podium at Nitro Buggy. I'd like to welcome Techno RC's workhorse as i don't know if that's gonna stick but what's up jared wiggins how are you man good ken how are you doing i'm i'm good man thank you for coming on the podcast i know we kind of talked about this as i seen you at races um i've been noticing you working very hard uh, i talked about it last week on the, on the podcast how you impressed me at sic you know you didn't qualify you qualified normal where you were normally qualified which is you still make these A-mains. Yes, SIC was a little low on, it didn't have everybody there, but I think you did a good job. Um, you finished third in e-buggy, seventh in truck, but nah, that doesn't matter. And nitro buggy, the, the thing about nitro buggy was you was in third, in a commanding third, and then you broke, and I was just like, man, I thought you would have podium that. You had some speed, you had some, you had something, you had the flow going in that A-main at SIC. What happened to you actually? So, uh, you know, I started off with a good race and kind of worked my way up through from 12th and I came in for the second pit and I don't know what I was doing, but like the pit lane is actually really wide there, but mm -hmm. right on the edge, I don't know if there's like a bolt or a lip or something. I, I looked at it after the race just to see what it was. But when I jumped in, I was a little bit wide mm -hmm. and I caught my right front wheel right on that and broke an arm. Um, 
But then when I came in, it, it ripped my drive shaft out. I mean, I hit it hard. Everybody in pit lane after the race was like, whoa, I heard that when you hit it. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I came in, got fueled, and we don't use headsets, so he didn't know that my car was broke. So when I sat down, I didn't have any drive to get out, out of the way. Mm-hmm. And so Jared hit me, and everyone thought that's what broke my car. Um, but no, it was broke before that. It was my own fault jumping into pit lane. It was similar to what, what happened with Ogden, I think, at uh, U.S. Open. Just like kind of like, oh, shoot. You know, right? You can do about it now. If anybody's, if everyone, if anybody's watching this video, uh, we're doing this via internet, and apparently, where he lives, I don't know where do you live. I'm not even you're from the Midwest, right? Yeah, Northern Illinois. All right, so he doesn't. He has third world janky internet out there in Northern Illinois. So you know, but so the video is kind of spotty, but we can get the audio. Yeah, that was a shame, man. Um, and honestly, it. I know this wasn't your fault, but I just remember, I didn't see that part. I just remember your girlfriend going to pick out the car. I was like, what happened? And I never saw it, but I, and it's not your fault, but I just think like that hit for me, like Tebow never got back up to the front after that, but that's, that's racing. That's how it goes. He must've been coming extremely fast on the pit lane to, to hit you so hard. Yeah. When I got set down, I was a little bit close, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I think it would have been fine. Had my car been broken, you know, um, but uh Cause when I got on the gas, it wasn't like I had no drive, but I got on the gas and all it did since my right front was broke was slid sideways. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of completely just blocked pit lane. So, okay. um, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a bummer, but you know, it racing happens. Nothing we can do about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But Jared, you know what? I think we might have to actually turn off your video at some point her, um, if we can, okay. uh, but let's just go for this for for now. If it gets too bad, we'll turn it off. But your audio is coming okay, through yep. pretty curly. So, for anybody that doesn't know uh, Jared Wiggins, he's been hitting. He's been involved in RC a lot lately. You're 20 years old now, Jared. Uh, Jared? Yep, 20. Okay. Uh, he's been driving for Techno RC for some time. He's been at. I think you've been at every race imaginable since 2019 and and during 2020. But you was traveling a lot, dude. So, man. Um, we're going to get into that, but I just want people to kind of know who you are and where you come from. So I, and I don't even know. So I like to, I always like to find out when and how you got into RC. I always find that very interesting. So what was your, what got you started in this crazy life and world we call RC racing? So, uh, it's like I was 12 or 13, I think. And, uh, my dad actually, you know, Prior, right, he quit before, right before I was born, but he used to race uh, full-size like short course trucks, like the Traxxas Torque Series or the Lucas Oil Series. Um, so he did that for a long time, and uh, that's how him and my mom met because my mom's family did. So we were kind of come from a racing family, you know, through full-size off-road. And uh, Traxxas was a sponsor of the series for a long time. So at one of the races I, we went to just to go watch, um, they had like a trimie track set up and. Uh, I marshaled for the try me track all, all weekend and they gave me a free slash and that's kind of how I got into it. Okay. And that was in like 2012 ish, something like that. Um, so then, uh, you know, I got going to a local track and I didn't really start actually racing till like 2014 probably. Um, but then like, I think the reason I, I'm a little bit different than a lot of people is, is because a lot of people they'll like get fast and then start going to bigger races. Kind of like, uh, Seth, you know, mm-hmm. nobody ever heard of him and he just showed up in TQ DNC where, uh, <clears throat> I was fortunate where I kind of started my, my first big race was nationals in 2015 and really? I had no idea what I was doing, but I've raced, I've just went to all the big races and I kind of figured instead of trying to learn 
um, the normal way, you know, if I have this opportunity to go to these races that I can, you know, work, you know, work on getting my speed there instead of trying to find it and then racing all the big events. So I think that helps me in the long run, but it also kind of is, uh, you know, a different approach than most people. I agree. Um, you know, Robert Battier once said the best way to practice is to race. Uh, I remember Mm -hmm. he said that. So I understand that, that, methodology of doing it what was where was the 2015 nationals was it uh nitro or was it um 10 scale oh nitro so uh that was in chico yeah at amen yeah right 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 wow so you jumped in feet first who uh, i mean but you come from the midwest uh so was Mm -hmm. you which is which i call the italy of america right now when it comes to young rc talent there's a lot there (laughs) A lot, yeah. I know. I we're gonna. I need to figure out why we have so much to coming out there. So that's gonna be one of my questions. But who were some of your early influences as a as a young driver? Like, how did you go from getting that slash to nitro? Because that's a big jump. So, um, trying to think. I, I just went to a local track one time. I, I raced a lot of indoor e buggy, mm-hmm. and um, it was kind of a thing. Like most uh, indoor tracks now, it's all you know, ten scale. Um, but we had a local track that was e-buggy indoors, like 2S e-buggy. And so I raced that a long time. And a couple guys were like, Hey, there's this track Thunder Road, um, that, uh, they do it's outdoor. And then I saw, you know, nitro racing kind of got into it from there. But, uh, I did actually have this Midwest nitro series, which is kind of like what the RC pro series is now is kind of what that was at the time. Um, kind of like also JBL, uh, it was pretty big, you know, around its time. And that was like 2012 and 13. And I was like, right when I started going, I went to one of them and just saw, <clears throat> it was funny actually, Colin Weatherholt, Tyler Jones, Michael Page, you know, uh, I think Cole Tyler was actually there as well. All those guys when they were, you know, my age, you know, young kids, but they were all the guys winning. And so it was cool to see that. And um, I'd say like Tyler and Colin and then Derek Weatherholt at the mm-hmm. time as well, kind of were cool influences on me, you know. Um they were really fast at the time. I was just racing sportsmen and didn't really uh, know what I was doing, but I wanted to get there. So, uh, Colin the is Colin is the son of Derek. I can't. I'm not. For, I know who they are. Oh, I'm just not uh, sure. Colin and Derek are cousins. Derek, okay, they're uh, cousins. Hasn't raced in a while, but he was really good. You know, back in the day. Then. Yeah, so. one of those guys raced for JQ for some time. And my, I think it was Colin. Uh, Derek. Okay, yeah, was, it Derek? was Derek? Okay. Yep. All right, that was before my time, so I, I didn't get to know them. But definitely, I know that they're fast. You know, I would talk about some fast, yeah. fast eight-scale nitro racers from the Midwest there. Um, well, Tyler Jones is your age, so or younger than you, I think. Isn't he like 20, 19, 20? Uh, no, we're the same age. Really? Yeah, but it is crazy to think that, like, my first race, my first nitro race that I went to was one of the ones that him and Colin were winning. So okay. it was just kind of a crazy, you know, like uh, – we're the same age, but yeah, he kind of was an influence on me wanting to, to do this, you know. So maybe he got started a little earlier too. It sounds like yeah, it. yeah, okay. a little well, bit. All right, so it you went to your first nationals at twenty in twenty fifteen. Do you remember where you finished? Oh, it was horrible, like hundred twenty first or something. That's not bad. It wasn't, wasn't pretty. I mean, yeah, I was like out of one hundred fifty. But uh, a funny story about that actually. This is kind of how I got started. I'm always known for like hacking up cars and. Um, making my own parts and everything. Okay. And that was right when Techno was prototyping the .3 car from the original. That was the first one with the real long shock geometry and everything. Mm. And uh, I ran Techno cars, and I saw Ryan the week before Nationals at a race at Stateline. 
there's a King of Kings race. It was one of the, it was the right. only year I got to go in 15. Um, well, he had that car and I was like, man, that looks so good. Um, I want to, I want to drive that. Like, cause I was struggling with my car. I couldn't quite get it right. I didn't know what I was doing. So that probably didn't you know, help, but, right. um, so I took and I measured all the stuff. He let me measure all the stuff on his car. And I showed up to that 2015 nationals with, you know, I cut out all the arms to move the shocks out. I made my own shock towers and I copied their prototype car and showed up and raced it. Wow. Off just looking at his car. Yeah, I took a piece of paper and I traced some stuff out and made and measured it, and it was all kind of hacked together, but it worked. Um, and uh, it was cool, actually. Danny, that was I had never met Danny before, you know, from Techno, and at that race, uh, he kind of just was like walking through the pits and saw my car was like a copy of their proto car, just all hacked together. Mm-hmm. And he actually gave me the, all the like plastic prototype parts so I could have the car. Oh, really? Um, he just thought that was really cool, and that was kind of my first experience meeting them and kind of seeing the whole techno team. So, mm-hmm. um, so you've been a tinkerer then where did that tinkering come from? Uh, probably my dad, you know, he, I'm a little different also. Like my dad wasn't into RC. Um, so I kind of, I've always done my own wrenching and all my own stuff, but, uh, he, uh, we have a shop here as you can kind of see behind mm-hmm. me, but, uh, we have a shop, we work on our own stuff at home. And so every time I've kind of wanted to change something, you know, you just go out there and you make it and, cut it up and change your car and see if it works. So it's kind of something I've always liked doing and, you know, working. Right. Back. Right. I, I get that because I mean, in 2015, you would have been, um, 15. 15. Yeah. You know, yeah. so for to 14 be, for yeah. that race. Yeah. 14 to do that type of stuff is pretty, I mean, we couldn't get 14 year old kids to, to build a kit <laughs> nowadays, let alone make their own parts. Um, so the techno car was like, you kind of went started with techno. I assume then that was your first nitro car and stuff like that. Uh, no, actually I started, I ran some Intech cars for a while. Oh, I remember that. the whole, like you can, you know, I kind of jumped on the whole 50%, yes. you know, sponsorship yes. training. Um, it definitely didn't help my racing, but you know, it, it's a stepping stone. A lot of people do that. And I did that for like a year from like 14 to right. The start of 2015 was when I got a techno car, I believe. Uh, I think I got one for Christmas or something in uh, 2014. So, okay. That was the first year I ran techno, um, and I've been there ever since. So. I, yeah, that's five years. So you went there. Danny sees you, gives you these parts. It does that starts your whole connection? Then I, I guess you started just like getting more attention, more more support from the techno team. Or what happened after that? Oh uh, yeah, here and there. Um, you know, uh, they're all really cool guys. So I, I got along with them well. You know, we'd see each other at the races, and they'd always help out there. You know, really great to me. So it kind of just started a connection there and it's turned into something that we work together a lot now. So, yeah, I mean, you are there. Like when I think of techno, I think of you like a lot because you're just at, like, you've, you've been everywhere, dude. You've been all over yeah. America. I think it's awesome that you're doing these things. Um, I just, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I see you out there and at one point, I thought you worked for, te- I, I don't know, like, I thought you worked for techno, like, you heard all these rumors, that you're working for techno, you're doing this for techno, and all this type of stuff, but I mean, obviously, I, b- I believe you work closely with them, because you do s- such a great, a bunch, of, a, b- a bunch of driving, how do you get to do all of that, like, I mean, do you work, are you in school, how does that happen? Yeah, so actually, once I finished, I went, I went to college for just two years to get my associate's degree, in case I want to go back, but we actually started... I started with Techno uh, this year, actually working as their kind of product tester and okay. 
not kind of developer. Like I don't design any parts, you know, that's all left up to them, but I, I do all the testing and stuff. So, um, that's also part of the reason I get to go to the track as much as I do. Yes. I, you, you go to the track a lot. How do you do it, man? How did you do it during I it. school? I don't know. Um, so that was also something I think that kind of held me back from, uh, getting as many good results as I wanted. Like I was kind of always, you know, uh, just top of the B or making the main and, uh, that carried on for a while, which I was cool with that because, you know, that was my first kind of experience doing well in like end of 18 and 19. Um, and then once I finished school in May of 2020, I was kind of like, okay, I can really do this now because before I would never have time to practice and just be like, you go to the track, you race once a week and you do the best you can. And I'm still, you know, trying to just the same thing I was doing, like making parts and like thinking about my car and, but I just never had time to really do it. Mm-hmm. And now once I finish school, I've got kind of have the opportunity to do that. And that's why I think now I've been able to start making some more progress. And, and that's how I can drive as much as I do because I don't have to worry about school or anything else. I can focus on RC full time. So that's interesting. Um, just real quick. What did you study in school? I went, I wanted to be a mechanical engineer. So I got, up to the two year point where I could transfer to being a mechanical engineer, just a uh, associates in science. So it's nothing. I, I did all the math and calculus and stuff uh, to get to that point, but I never took any actual engineering courses. Cause mm-hmm. I kind of, it was kind of go down the road of two more years to try and be an engineer. I really didn't enjoy school too much mm-hmm. or, you know, you have an opportunity with RC and school is always something you can go back on. Um, so I figured I would get to a good stopping point, you know, where I can always go back and, and pick right up where I left off and then, you know, go for it in RC. So that's what I've been doing. Well, you got a job in the, in the industry. It's a little bit different from being a paid driver. You know what I mean? This is your job. It's a, it's a, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you're going to be there rather you have good results or bad results. And that's, it's a big difference. And I, it's just, it's the smart move in my, in my, in my book, because you're not just going to be as good. You're only, you know, as a paid driver, you're only as good as your last race. Let's be realistic, you know? So if your right. last race you didn't do well, then you're only as good as that until your next race. Whereas, yes, obviously you want results, and but, you know, you're kind of more permanent, like, I guess. Who do you work with mostly uh, on the techno team? Like, who do you talk to on a daily basis? And who are the guys um, you, you're in, that are in charge of you or you're under? <clears throat> under? You know, uh, like Daniel, Matt Armeni, and, and Matt Walter, we kind of all work together quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're a really small company. I'm not sure if you know. There's only, yes, yes. you know, a few guys that, that do things. So we're all pretty, you know, it's kind of not just one person we talk to. Everyone's kind of involved in some way. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it works great because I get to go to all these events and, and race for them as well as, uh, you know, test parts. So it kind of all goes hand in hand, you know. So I'm always doing something or being at the track. You know, I try to drive try to be at the track and average like three days a week. So yeah, let's talk, on the week. let's talk about that. Um, so when you go to the track, um, Joseph always says practice with a purpose, right? He's, he's, yeah. he's famous for saying taking five minute runs, make a change, do multiple five minute runs, runs to see if it made a difference on the clock. When you go to these, when you go to a track, is there a difference between testing for parts is there a difference between getting you get like, I want to get faster or, or how is it? Well, how do you approach it? So I, it just totally depends on the day and wh- what I'm doing. But, uh, you know, if there's something specifically like, Oh, we got to do this today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, like what JQ said is really accurate. Like, you know, if you're not at the track 
and you're trying, if you're trying to make headway on something, you know, whether it's car setup or you're working on tires or something, um, you can't just go out and drive your car and look at your fast lap, like getting your five minute run pace, getting your fast lap, your five minute, your top five average, all those things, you know, really matter. Mm -hmm. And also, like he said, learning the track, there's a lot of stuff that, that he really has down with, with testing and, um, you know, that's all really critical and, and things a lot of people don't do. So also with practicing my driving, um, I would say a lot of, a lot of my track time is also for that, but, uh, I think I can still, I still learn a ton when I'm testing parts, mm-hmm. um, with my driving as well, you know, it always improves. So there's a good balance to that. So, so do you, when you're, when you're out testing, are you writing notes in a notebook? Are you just, uh, how does it work? Like, how do you keep track of your, of your performance or if a part works or, or what you feel, what it does? Yeah. Just, you know, taking notes. Okay. Um, nothing too crazy with that, you know, writing, writing things down, making notes in your phone, things like that. Now, being, your dad wasn't into RC, but has he gotten into it any on the mechanical side with you at all? Um, so yeah, he's, oh, he's super into RC. Like, uh, he goes to all the big races and he's always my pit guy. Hold on. Is um, that your dad with the trailer at every race? The camper? Yeah. Yep. That's my dad. Is he the bold guy? Is that the bold guy who was always there? I don't, I don't yeah, know who your dad yeah. is. Yeah. You, you'd see him. He, he's, uh, he's always, he's usually always at the races like that you'd see me at. So yeah. Then it's um, got to be the tall guy that's bold, right? Yeah, yeah. That's your dad? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I didn't think he was old enough to be your dad, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, so he, he's always there pitting me. Um, it's kind of just like he's definitely got the know-how to work on my cars and do things. It's just um, I'd rather it be all all on my Mm-hmm. all my responsibility because then, you know, if there's ever a problem, I know, Oh, I did that. Or, um, you know, and then whenever he's not there, there's no change in my program. Like mm-hmm. I have the same program wherever I go, if he's there or not. Um, and he's really helpful, you know, in the pits with everything. It's just, uh, easier. I think on me, if I just do it all myself and that's kind of how I've always been instead of having a mechanic, you know, do you take any advice from him? Does any, any of the mechanics from the short course world that he used to race in apply to the, to our world? Yeah, there's been some times where I've like, you know, and mentioned something to him. He's like, you know, you can do this this way. Or like if I'm, especially if I'm making something and I have, you know, I want to put this here, but I don't know how to do it. You know, he's always really good about um, coming up with solutions to things and um, showing me how to operate some of the machines here. And we got in our shop to make stuff. So super helpful. Uh, sorry to <clears throat> hop on you, Dad, but you have a shop. So I assume that's a race shop. Like you do all race modifications there and stuff like that. Like it, this uh, yeah, go ahead. It started that way. It started that way when he used to race, but uh, now it's he runs a he's a mechanic on the side. Okay. So he has just kind of his own shop here, um, and we just keep you know all all our toys and stuff in here. So it's just kind of our personal shop that okay. you know we have access to. So do you dabble any in the in the full scale mechanical world or just RC? Beyond changing my oil, not really. Um, <laughs> I'd like to, but you know, I'm so focused on RC and I spend so much time on it. I really don't find a lot of time to do other things like that. Really? Sometimes, though. Really? Uh, you know what, man? People don't understand. RC takes up a lot of your time, and you're doing it full time. A lot, yeah, eat, definitely. Breathe and poop this stuff. I don't even race, and I do <laughs> eat, breathe, and poop this stuff. So, um, another quick <clears throat> question. Uh, you said you don't wear head uh, headsets. Why is that? So I did for a long time, actually, and I found that I really struggled 
like I'd always have a section of my main, uh, like, you know, it's 30 minute main. Let's say the middle 10 minutes or the middle uh, five minute section in the middle, I'd always struggle like not focusing and just not driving how I need to be. And then I'd come back from it and I kind of never figured it out. And, uh, Jared Tebow actually, after he used headsets for like a race and didn't like them and said, you know, the line of communication to your pit guy, it's not so much your pit guy talking too much. Cause my dad and I had a good program with that, but it was that I could complain about what was happening on the track mm-hmm. and it took your focus away. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he, he stopped doing that. So I kind of tried it and realized that, you know, if I crash or I hit or we get tangled with somebody and I get frustrated instead of saying, Oh man, or something on the headset. I, if I can't say anything, I don't, I don't think about it. So I just keep driving and uh, I think it really helps my focus a lot more. It's something we've been doing more recently, probably only the last few months. That's mm-hmm. uh seems to really help. So as long as you've got, <clears throat> excuse me, as long as you've got a trusted pit guy that, you know, that right. was your strategy. So, um, I mean, it was my dad that works well. I've, I'm always, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm a big supporter of, like, I remember this question was posed to me one time. What can you do as a, a professional RC rider physically to, to be better about a race? But I think you can do things. I think you can do physical exercises, like, especially if your hands, like, if you're, like, all right, I'm one to talk about being in good shape. But if you're in good shape, you're, you're going to think better. You know what I mean? And all that type of stuff. But I'm interested in knowing your opinion. You're a younger, younger racer, very mature at the same time. Is there anything that you, any books that you read, any any type of any type of focus or or like you know, mental meditation that you might do as well that's helped you got helped you focus more and be a better racer? Uh, no, but I definitely think that that's something that takes you to the next level, and mm-hmm. that's something that I need to do. You know, um, just talking. Uh, Jared's been really helpful about this, but I mean so much of racing is the mental side. Mm -hmm. Um, your car is important, but like you don't have to have the best car to win the race. If your mental side, if you're, if you're just like, you've got that confidence and, uh, that drive. Uh, and that's something I think that I rarely find that. And one of the times that I found that was in the man at sick. And so that's something I want to work on, you know, mentally just knowing that you can do it is the biggest part of being fast. And, uh, I think that that's, I'm sure that there's books about it and um, a lot of race strategy that I'd like to read that I just, you know, haven't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's definitely something to that. I know Jared would be a great person to talk to about that. He knows a lot about it. Yeah. He seems to be like a, a, a mentor of sort in your team for you. And that's really good. Um, he's having a, he's, he's had an, an exceptional two years at techno, like completely rejuvenated his career and everything. I mean, let's think about it. 2018 he was thinking about quit he was saying i'm retired i'm retiring no he's out there like he's one of the guys like i think he can win any race he goes to you know what i mean and that's the confidence from techno and whatnot <clears throat> uh yeah so i which which is something that we talked about off before we came on earth that i think that the that lineup for techno like you guys all right so you have tebow Mornhorse, tyler seth then you have you i would say hooks Arundondo, I forgot about Arundondo. He's more in California. Kirkman. Mm-hmm. Then, like uh, Spencer Klein was one of your more impre- like one one of the pickups that impressed me this weekend, this year as well because he's he's gonna be. I think that kid is gonna be a professional RC racer at some point in his life. You know, probably sooner than later because I think he gets it. 
So Techno has a squad. I've noticed them at races. Everybody's. This is the other thing. I see people get into Techno RC like yourself and they stay, which is great because we all know how this industry is. And, you know, people would jump from chassis to chassis getting that best deal. But it seems that Techno guys stay. They have that medallion thing that's really cool. It seems like everybody pits together. How is it that Techno, you know, in, in America, because, it, you you know, I know you're really strong in America. Maybe not so much outside of America. <clears throat> in the UK, I know you're strong. But, you know, it struggled to get outside of the Europe and Europe and whatnot. And I think that has something to do with it probably being an American-based car, you know, American-made company, American-made car. Maybe not. But in America, man, I don't think there's a team stronger than Techno at this very moment in 2021 going into every race this year. How is that? Yeah. Like, I mean, just like, it's amazing what they've done. Like, you know, Techno went from making e-buggy conversions and, and, and stuff like that to being this this uh, mega team in RC right now. And just, But the most impressive part is the loyalty that I see with it. So I don't know, man. You guys have got a re- good recipe. What is it over there in Techno, uh, techno that you guys have? So, yeah, I, I think a lot of it... Um we've always had a really good like team atmosphere, you know, since I first uh, encountered them at the 15 Nats, uh, you know, they always put together. Um, they're like, there's always help in the pits. You know, if one guy's struggling with something, they come ask one of us and we always help out. So I think even at the top level, you know, with Tyler coming on, um, I still think that that's a big factor in it because when you go to a race and you don't have any, uh, team support. So even at, at that top level, you know, if you're struggling with something where we've got five other guys in the main, you know, we all have, we're all running different stuff. We can all give opinions and, and help out. And I think just that support is what really grew the team. Um, and uh, that's, you know, that's a result of, of all the things that they've done, uh, you know, especially Matt, they're putting the team together the way he has it and the way they structure everything. But I think the reason we're seeing it grow so big recently is because we we now we have a really competitive car as well. Um, so it's kind of all falling together. Where before, I think, with some of the previous platforms, we had a good car, but it just wasn't quite where we needed to be. And now that there's kind of a fresh start with the 2.0 platform and we're winning races, the car's working really well, I think everyone's kind of taking notice. So. The new Nitro car is really good. I, I know people's like, Keenan, you're swinging off Techno's nuts. But I honestly think it's the car I would buy if I had to go buy a car right now. I've, I haven't really looked at it in person. But I know one of the biggest complaints from the previous model was that it was very twitchy, especially in the 180s and the, on, the, on the Nitro car. I always think you guys have had a really great e-buggy. I think your Troggy is exceptionally well. You know what I mean? I, I like your Troggy. Your e-Troggy, too. Uh, yeah. Um, but it definitely seems like the new car is a lot more stable. It's got a, it's got a lot more thinking. Go- like, like I like the thinking. Go- I like the one thing that uh, appeals to me about the car is the bushings in the arms. I love that idea. I love it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of little things that, you know, uh, Danny and Armini, they're, they're the two guys that uh, do all the designing for the cars. And there's always like, you know, you can look at the car and just see so many little details. You're like, oh, I can't believe they thought of that. Like, you know, arm bushings or there's just little things going on all through the car. Um, and it, I think it worked out well because it's an all new platform. They could really put all those ideas into one thing where, uh, yeah, I would agree. We always had a good e-buggy and a good truck, everything else. Um, but the nitro buggy was always kind of a work in progress. 
And uh, there was just kind of some key things that was, were realized when they needed to design the 2.0 that, that all got changed around. And I, I think going back a little bit more of a conventional shock setup really helped out as well. Um, and uh, I mean, now yeah, our car has been, been awesome everywhere we went. So mm -hmm. if now, now you're in the technical side and, and doing things, is there something that you would like to add to the, the new, ver the, like when they come up with a new version, if you could add something right now, you could have some input, what would it be? Um, I don't know. That that's kind of a hard question. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I do have. I will say, I, one of the things that I came up with that a lot of us are running now are, are the Wiggins pistons. I don't know if you've heard of them yet. No, I haven't. A shout out. So uh, we, I came up with this piston at SIC last year. Actually, I ran it basically for a full year. The the final iteration I started running in March, uh, but it's got a full year on it now. So we got a lot of people running it. It's kind of a cool. Uh, You know, it's a different concept. So tell me about it. What is it all about? Really well. Tell me about it. Or we can't let the secrets out. Uh, so there's some secrets, but it's got it's got a few different size holes and some other stuff going on. But okay. uh, there's some posts about it on Facebook. But that's that's the one thing that I think is that's my kind of bigger contribution uh, so far. And uh, you know, it'd be cool cool to make that at some point. But um, that's that's kind of my my little little thing that I've been working with, but yeah, yeah, that's cool. You, you, I can, you know, being as you're, you know, you're a tinkerer and you're, you're a hobbyist and you're, I would say you're almost an engineer. I mean, you went to school for it. Uh, eh, ish, not, not exactly. Right. But I got kind of imagine your, What? come on, mindset. dude, you was 15 years old and making your own parts. I consider you a hobbyist and somebody of some intelligence to know what they want in a car. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. I think you're very smart. If you, what can, what would you like to see? Okay. because let's be honest. Our, our, in our eight scale market, the chassis market is, it's become very stagnant. Uh, uh, Joseph says that innovation is lacking because there's no, there's no motivation to be more innovative. There's no money coming in because our, our industry is small and stuff like that. But what is it? Yeah. So, what do you think that is something that as a young tinkerer with some sort of mechanical background, knowing all this stuff, what is something you would like to see incorporated in, in, in the future and in, in, in our chassis or innovated in, in what we do. Not even chassis, but it's an RC in eight scale racing. Um, that's kind of a hard question. I have to think about that. Oh. Um, I mean, I, I do think that's one thing I really like about working with techno is they don't ever just see something like, Oh man, that car works well because of this. Let's copy that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's always like kind of, they do their own thing. Um, and, I really like that because, you know, there is innovation going on. There is thinking instead of just copying and, and doing things. And I mean, there's, when I say that, I, I shouldn't. I know exactly what you mean, man. Trust me. A, a lot of people, a lot of people think, oh man, that car is exact copy of that. When in not. reality, a lot of the geometry is different, but they're still kind of going along the same baselines. Yes. And I really like that we don't do that. Okay. Um, so otherwise like innovation in RC and eight scale, it's hard to say, um, You know, I really don't have a good answer to okay. that. If I did, I'd make it, but no, I, I don't. <laughs> so that's all right, man. That's all right. Uh, look, like I said, it's like when I say innovation, like we think of the 8X when it came, like the 8 when it came out, sorry, in uh, I think of 2007, 2008. That was something completely mm -hmm. different. Um, we kind of just haven't seen that since then, but I understand why. But I mean, like I said, the techno, the new techno car has a lot of, lot of stuff that I really like. The new truck is coming out. What can we talk? Tell us about this new, tr this body, man. Oh man. I, 
Now, I have a question about this body. I have a question about the legality of this body. Is it legal for raw standards? Because I believe raw says you have to have headlights and stuff like that. Yeah, so there's not a whole lot I can really mention right now about okay. the truck. Um, but it is legal. Uh, it does have headlights. But okay. um, there, there's a nose piece that, that goes with it that Jared didn't have painted in time for the race. But it wasn't a roar event, so we weren't really worried okay. about it. But uh, it is it is fully legal. You can race in any roar race. It'll pass tech. I have a question about this body. Is it what is the reasoning for it? Is it better? Is it more aerodynamic? Is it to prevent the infamous thing that happens with Truggy when you break your front body mounts and you have an alligator going on the front straight away? <laughs> it just happens to every um, Truggy, by the way. Uh, or what is it like? You know, or was it just being different? So there's definitely some advantages to it. I'm not sure I can really go into that quite yet. We okay. might have to wait for the release on that one. All right, so. no problem. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, e Truggy, SIC had 65. This is a class that I'm seeing grow fast. And honestly, I might actually race it if I get a Techno E Truggy. <laughs> uh, because it's just so comf like just something you could do. You don't need to go crazy with tires. I would definitely get an e-truggy from you guys, but I think you guys are part, one of the companies responsible for the growth of this because you kind of stuck to it. You know, when you have people like me and Joseph saying e-truggy, I don't think it sucks, but you know what I mean? I was just like, can we not have e-truggy? Okay, I'm accepted that e-truggy is not going anywhere, but I also think it's a great gateway class for new people. So e-truggy, what can you say, man? Techno has been a big part of it. What are your, what are your thoughts on it? I think it's growing. Um, I actually, I, I've never really ran e-truck, but I did run it at uh, two races at the end of last year. Um, but it, you know, it's different, but I think it's cool because it's, it's one of those things that like, it's another class you can run without having all the maintenance of nitro truck. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's really easy for people to drive. You know, if this track's really rough or a big track, it's just kind of like a, a fun thing to do it's not also it's not super competitive so i think even in the open class for some people you know they get a little bit scared away uh on certain things at big races and i mean e-trucks none of that when i raced it there was there's a guy I, I don't remember his name but uh brent jackson i think he races a lot of those races and he's got his this big old mohawk on his uh, e truck right like this fur mohawk so i mean it's just kind of one of those fun classes um but i, I see don't it really getting more serious run it much yeah yeah, I think I would say more just it's growing because there's a lot of those races in the south. I think it's just there's the eight scale electric scene in the south is really big, really big, and uh, that's where most of those big races are. So I think that's why we see so many entries down there. But it's it's a cool class for sure. So uh, all right, and just some fun fun extra. Class, yeah, I think that's the know? class I'm gonna race, uh, and then I might get back to racing. All right, so we we mentioned it a little earlier. You're from the Midwest. I call it Italy of of America. You guys are producing a lot of talent in 10 scale, a lot of talent in 8 scale, and it just doesn't seem like it should be happening from this area, but it is, and why is that? You know, I don't know. I kind of, when I started racing, and I always heard about, you know, all these big races out in California and all the fast guys are out there, and then, kind of realized a few years ago like man most of these i mean there's definitely fast guys all across the country but we have a lot of talent in the midwest i'd say arguably more some of the most you know for a region in itself um and it's kind of weird because a lot of us don't get to race each other more than a couple times a year mm -hmm. um it's not like we're all going to the same races like uh you know seth 
Seth and I race probably three times a year, two to three times a year locally, besides, you know, all the bigger, big events. But, um, and then Tyler Jones and I, same thing about two, three times, same thing with Cole Tyler, um, you know, and the Weatherholtz, uh, it's, it's different, but I guess maybe because we have a lot of tracks around here, Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to say, um, but I, yeah, it's, it's different. You'd think with all the fast guys is because we're all racing each other a lot and, you know, it's awesome when we get to, but we don't actually get to do that as much as people would think. Not as a, not like in California it was, you know no, what I mean? Race every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Every weekend they all race with each other for sure. And so. the thing is there's so many young guys like Drayton, his back. And I thought he, yeah. he's back yeah. and I was he's talking fast. to his dad and he's like, yeah, we, they got, they beat lots an e-buggy at, at uh, uh, what's that place called? The Having Fun RC or something like that? Oh, uh, RC Fun Park. Yeah. yeah, this weekend. He was he was fast. Right. Yeah. Well, I was like, well, what happened to Nitro? Oh, it was my fault. It broke. But it's good to see him back because he's very talented. But it's not just him. You have the Renner Connects. You have the Fullers. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Lots. all these, the horns, all these fast, yeah. extreme. And then you, we're not even, I I ranked to Cole Tollard like as a, really really good eight scale driver you know what i mean and and you and um obviously tebow but i mean bornhorse ryan lutz adam drake originally doesn't he originally come from the midwest i think or something like that or i can't remember i'm not, I'm not sure on that right um, missouri or something yeah, like i mean that. we got a lot there's uh, even like michael page is another one yep. uh he hasn't raced for a little while like a lot for a little while but uh he was one of the super fast guys. I mean, I really wish I could have started earlier when we mm-hmm. had the Midwest Nitro series. Because that was just like Dave Burrell. Like all the the top six or seven guys would be those guys you mentioned. Um, and that would, they would race once a month, you know, all around the Midwest. Um, it's kind of a bummer that that's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of just started racing on the tail end of it and missed it. Um, but uh, that could be contributing before. But, I mean, like you said, though, the, the uh, Rinderneck, Fuller's, uh, even Tollard was at the end of that. So, I mean, that's still not even a, a good yep. reason for it. Uh, man, yeah, the Fuller's are coming, man. Hey, he, he Fuller has, I, I tell you, say this all the time. I said it. Uh, Hobbyplex, man. Omaha, that's that's Tebow's kryptonite. I think you, uh, the Fuller's have beat him there twice. I think you beat him there as well the other day. Didn't you? Was you second or third? Uh, E-Buggy, yeah. Yeah. He he goes um, to that track, but it, it's it's. I think it's 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 kryptonite because when you're faster, you're fast. You know what I mean? There's some, uh, there's some. I don't know that. I really like going to Hobbyplex, but I would say Fuller and Mason Fuller and Seth. Yep. They're both like the two kings of that track in, yep. in eight scale. Um, like uh, we'll go to some other race, and the outcome will be completely different. And then you'll show up there, and they'll smoke anybody that shows up there. Yeah. You know, including Jared. So. Uh, and it, it totally depends on the weekend, but there is something about that track there. Both of those guys are really talented at it. It was just kind of a bummer. Seth couldn't make it to some of the winter series this year. Cause he dominated last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now fuller starting to get it figured out for this year again. And you know, he was going really fast. So it would have been cool to see those two guys duke it out this year, but I know but th- um, we have time. We have that time. Track, yeah. Yeah. That, that tracks definitely, there's something about it. You know, some guys can go really fast there. So, yep. All right. So, future for you what are your goals for 2021 you have dnc coming up here hopefully in a few weeks uh I, yeah i i can say to, i can think you i think you'll be i definitely expect you to be in the main not not saying it's nothing against the dnc it just it's not going to have the international flair that it usually has unfortunately i mean even my, yeah. my i myself I, i'm not coming which is unfortunate but um we got yeah, I think dnc it'll be similar 
it'll be similar, I think, to like the level of competition. Probably like AMS this year. Yes. Um, probably about the same. Plus yes. Testament, but otherwise it'd be about the same, I think. Yes. It's gonna Which be good. Is, it's, you know, like the great. fast yeah. North American guys will be there. Uh, all the fast North American guys will be there. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to COVID and stuff, I just I just can't take the chance. I I don't want to do a ten day quarantine either. Um, in America, so yeah, that's no that's no fun. Well, I, and also, I mean, I don't think that there's gonna be an issue with it getting shut down. Mm-hmm. I don't know any information on this, but I think it's um, gonna happen for sure. But I mean, for me, I'm just not gonna be able to come. You know what I mean? Which is which yeah, sucks. there's just a little concern I think with that. You know, it's with some people, especially the international guys, you know, they don't want to fly all the way here. Well, they're not going to come. They're not going to be able to come. Right. The European guys can't yeah. come. And yeah. And then like a 10 day quarantine, like that just knocked it like, all right, I'm not even going to worry about it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think you. I think the A is reasonable for you at DNC. Like I, I told you before we came on her and this is no disrespect when I mean that I don't think I um, I think you're very I think you're very Adam like Adam Drake. Adam Drake will always say, I'm not the most talented guy out there, but my stuff is ready and I put in the work, practice, yeah. hard work. And I, when I think of you, that's kind of what I'd look at. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, there are guys that are more talented than you. And I don't mean that in any disrespect whatsoever, but you are working very hard. And I think it's, I just, like you said, it's just, show, it's just showing like you, you got finished school. You've been racing since you, you was racing during school. Then you was racing all 2020. And now yeah. you're just, you're just, yeah, man, keep it up. Um, Thanks. I think. Yeah. So I don't, it's hard to say for a goal for DNC. I try to not like set myself to a certain point. You know, uh-huh. I just want to go there and do the best I can. Last year was, was pretty decent. I missed the buggy main by like two spots. I made the e-buggy main and that was with the international guys. So I think I got a good shot of doing well this year. I um, think so too. So I'm excited. So it should be good. All right. And so- also something. I saw you had a podcast guest, uh, Barry Baker, on last week. Yes. This week. Um, and uh, that's that reminded me. One thing he told me at DNC last year. So I was in the B, and I went to DNC, and I was like, you know, I want to make the B. I'd be, I'd be happy with that, you know? And so he asked me how DNC was going. It was after qualifying was done. I, I made all the Bs. And uh, he's like, so what was your goal coming to the race? And I was like, oh, I want to be in the B. I think that'd be good. And he goes, well, why are you coming here? If you're wanting to be in the B, he Sounds goes, like if you're that. coming here, you should be coming here to win. And I was like, all right, yep, yeah, you got a fair point. So I kind of stuck with that motto. And then, you know what? The next time I drove after he told me that, I bumped out of the B and made the AE buggy. So I was like, okay, well, there's something to this. Because if you don't, if you set yourself a goal of making the main, then you're only going to make the main. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you don't think in your head that you have a shot at winning it at some point, um, even when I started 12th at SIC, I was like, you know, this kind of isn't the greatest spot to be in, but it didn't matter. You know, I could drive all, I drove up through and, and was sitting in third at the time that I broke. So, um, I try not to set myself goals like that because they end up just limiting you, you know, it sounds like you gained some confidence this last year, which is desperately needed. You know what I mean? And yeah, not, you know, not that's to the say- biggest thing to doing well, I would say. Oh yeah. And that's something I, I struggle with, but I think I'm getting a little bit better with. So I, I, bear, I guarantee you talk to like, a Mayfield or a Cat, or you know who's really a runner You tell him he thinks he he'll tell you I'm here to win. I'm hurt, right? Like, I'm hurt to win. It ain't nobody here that I think can beat me. You know what I mean? And that's just how you yeah. gotta and think, if, man. And yeah, if you don't have that mindset, you're not gonna win. Exactly. All right, so let's talk about RC. What are some of your goals in RC? You're young. You're 20 years old. You're just starting your career at Techno. Um, you 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 you, you know you've been miffing for a long time. What are some of the things you want to accomplish? Uh, in your in your 
your career in RC. So when you finish this, hopefully you finish this at a, a ripe old age of 50 something and, you know, <laughs> of 60, whatever the retirement age is, and you've done some incredible things in RC, but some of your immediate goals are just an RC period. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't, I mean, my one goal that I always want to work towards and do eventually is like win a world championship. You know, that's, that's the pinnacle of racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the racer in me. So that's probably the only thing I've really set. Otherwise I'm just happy to be where I'm at and okay. just do the best I can to keep working at it. You know, you know, I just foresee like a team manager role for you, uh, at techno in the future. Like, honestly, not saying not, you know, when Matt, Matt's like, all right, I'm tired of traveling. I just want to stay home and, you know, yeah. do this and chill out. All right, Jared, it's your turn. Why you, will you think you'll fit in and you think you'll fit in, uh, in a role like that? No, I don't think I could do it. I couldn't I go to a race and not race. I no, think you would I fit in. I think I no. think you would do good at it. I think you'd be a good I think you'd be a good team manager if it ever comes on to that, man. You've always been happy and smiley to me at yeah, a race. I think I could could do an all right job at it. I just I couldn't oh, the I racer in me, I, I couldn't go to a race and not be racing. Oh, I hate so it. I think the day that I can't race is when I'll be or the day that I, I can't be competitive mm-hmm. or continue you know, progressing is kind of the day that I would be done racing. So, well, I gave um, up racing to be the JQ manager, and it and honestly, <laughs> I it was probably the worst mistake I've ever made because I love racing. I used to love racing and wrenching and all that type of stuff, but I also realized I couldn't do that and and focus and make sure that everybody there was happy. So I had to give it up. So I've been to all these cool races, but I've never driven. I, I raced AMS twenty eighteen. That's about it. But, you know, it's yeah. unfortunate. But at least I got to go to them. So I understand that. Okay. I want your thoughts on our industry and RC racing at the moment. Uh, you know, you're a young man. You've, you've been in this for a few years now. Uh, I'm a big proponent of trying to take, I, you know, we, I want to get new people into RC. And by, by any means necessary, I want to get new people in there. I want people to see. When I mean RC, I mean RC racing. I, I think there's no wrong way to get new people in her. I think we need to promote as much as we can. We need to put our best forward foot forward when we promote. But I'm, I honestly think we need more people in RC. We need to just get a little more professional. But what are your thoughts on what we're doing in the, in, like as an industry as a whole right now? Um, hey, can you give me one minute? I got to switch out my headphones. They're dying. Sure. No problem. Pause that. All right. I'll be right back. Oh, you know what? I have the wrong headphone jack, so we're gonna have to just hope these last because I, I don't want to. We're almost done. Sense, we're almost done anyway. We're almost done. They should should be able to make it. I got five percent. All right. All right. Um. So, what so would you like to see? Industry, what do you think about our industry right now? Um. So, you know, I I do think that uh, some form of like more professionalism would be really cool. I do like what our, what uh, everyone's doing with RCGP. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't have really any promoter knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say. I like what a lot of people are doing with it, but I don't really have an opinion like what to do. You right. Know? Um, I, I like a lot of the directions are going. You know, a lot of people complain about these really big events, but I think they're cool because it seems like lately there's been a lot of like live viewing 
online. Maybe it's because people are at home more, but I think that there's actually a decent audience watching like live RC. And I, I don't think the big races and stuff are hurting anything. Um, but I, I would agree like the whole RCGP kind of thing, you know, being you think, a little bit more professional in right. the actual world. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Would you like to see like a definitive, like line between a professional and an amateur? So like for say, for say a person like yourself, uh, like who's on the cusp of maybe being a pro, but still an amateur. Like I always, I always just thought that for, because we need to, we need to encourage young racers to race more too, male and female. They need to have something to strive for, kind of like a motocross. Because let's be honest, not everybody's going to be a pro RC driver. Like it's really right. something hard to do. It's difficult, yeah. Uh, but if there's a di- like, I just think we have pro guys. It's time to be a little bit more professional. Put that foot forward. The goal is to get more people into doing what we're doing, and right. the more people that race RC cars, the better it is for everybody. So I think we all play a part in that. I just kind of wish we could all t- come together as manufacturers and do something different, but that takes time. So hopefully that comes as well, but definitely like what do people your own age think about you racing RC cars? What do they say when you say that? Like, um, I mean, everyone that I went to high school with, they always thought it was pretty cool. Right. And then kind of, you know, I honestly, like most of the people I talk to or my friends are all in RC um, okay. just cause I'm so involved with it. That's mm-hmm. kind of just how it works. You surround yourself with people who, you know, didn't like to do what you do, but, um, everyone like that I was friends with in college or the things, they just thought it was really cool that you can make a living doing this mm-hmm. or working at it, you know? Um, and, uh, everyone seemed like it was really cool and no one really knows about it. But then once you tell them, they think it's a really cool thing that you're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know the whole uh, getting more people into it and making things more professional. It's hard. Cause like, I also know in a lot of races, you know, this your whole like separation wouldn't apply for most races. I, I understand right. that, but like a lot of these larger events, though, um, and I really like the format of nationals where everyone is one class because then you don't have to deal with some people running the wrong class, or mm-hmm. and then you always have seating. So I I do really still like the traditional format yes, of things like, like that where it's just one single class seat round and you don't have to worry about running the wrong skill level I agree. for some people. I agree. But and that doesn't really tie into the conversation perfectly, so I don't know. Yeah, I but I, it's, it's, I get it, man. Um, I think we just have to try it. Like, we just have to do things. Like you said, people just don't know. So we kind of have to pr- – I think that's my biggest thing. We need to get this out into the stratosphere, like, you know, and let everybody see what we're doing. That's the biggest thing is that a lot of people just don't know. So I want something. This is something I always ask. What would you, if you could change something now, right now in RC, what would it be? Um, hmm, that's a hard question. I don't, I don't really have too many complaints about everything. You're just enjoying um, RC, dude. You're young. Yeah. You're having fun. I, I really, I like it. You know, I can't, I can't say, oh man, this sucks. Right. You know, I, there's right. no, not really any part of RC that I dislike. Right. I get that. So, I, get I would that, say man. probably like, I'm much more into eight scale racing than 10 scale racing. Uh, if I could change one thing, it's that like all tires just had treads and they worked well that way. <laughs> That's my one thing. Well, like, <laughs> that's not possible. I, I just don't like driving a slicks and ten skill. Otherwise, right. everything else in RC I love. I, and I still enjoy driving on slicks. I shouldn't say that. But, right. like, that's that's probably the one thing that I think 
isn't as much as you know isn't perfect but you know there's no changing that because that's how the tracks go to a lot of people enjoy that so yeah um that's just my one little gripe this guy doesn't enjoy that and you don't see me send it on tires i'm i just (laughs) uh but i get that man um uh, you know, but you're in a good place. You you you're young. You've got a job at 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 techno. You're racing on a regular. Your your girlfriend races, so you're like mm-hmm. living the every man's RC dream right now. So I get that, man. I get that. But the future rests on the shoulders of guys like yourself and younger guys coming up. So, you know, I'm just always hopeful that you guys will someday take the reins and take RC into that next that next level that we're all been trying to attain. Hopefully, I see it in my lifetime. But you know, I just think it could be so much. I think it'd be so so much cooler. I think what we do is cooler. I just think it could be cooler. All right, dude. Well, I told you I wasn't gonna take up too much of your time. Your headphones are are, are dying. <laughs> we've we've, yeah, we've had bad internet. Um, before we go, would you like to say thank you to to your sponsors and to anybody before we uh we sign off here? Yeah, yeah. Thank you to everybody that supports me. Um, especially techno. They've been you know huge in and helping me race as much as I do and, and go to see all the places and meet the people that I have. Um, thank you for letting me be on this podcast. Thank you for uh, coming. It's my first time doing this. Really? Cool, cool thing. I'm looking forward to listening to it. Do you so. even listen to my podcast at all? I know I babble I one. <laughs> so I'm not really, I don't really listen to podcasts, but I will say I listened to two and both of them have been yours. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. He's listened to two of oh, 109. He's listened to two people. <laughs> All right, thank you. I appreciate that. So, and don't forget to sub to my YouTube channel, please. I get all your techno guys to sub to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to grow that. But uh, all right, sounds good. Yeah, say thank you to your sponsor. Sorry, I interrupted that. Yeah, uh, Techno RC, aka Block Tekin, MKS, uh, VP Racing Fuels, uh, ProTech, uh, Ultimate, JTP, Boom RC. Everybody that supports me, uh, thank you. Couldn't do this without you guys. Yeah, and I would say if you're at a race and you see Jared, go up and talk to him. And every time I've seen you, you always smile. You always say what's up to me. I think that's cool. And I, I'm sure he, no matter what car you drive, he'll be willing to help you a hand, give you a hand because he's just a cool dude like that. All right, dude. Well, yeah, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your time and your janky internet because, like, right now you're just frozen right there. But that's cool. <laughs> if we made it through the interview, thank you. Keep up the good work. I wish you all the best at DNC and. Even just this year period, um, you know, you weren't you weren't really on my radar, but now I'm, you got you got me watching. I mean, you always have me watching, but I'm watching more now after SIC. I really want to see yeah. you young guys do really well and take it to the older guys out there. So We're good luck stepping it up for sure. Yes, man. Yes, we have to because the, the youth are the future, man. I know you're you're a little older than the youth, but you know the guys that are coming up, they need to see the, you guys going after these older guys, these these guys, and taking it to them. So they say, hey. If they can do it, we can do it. So, good stuff, man. Thank you for your time. I hope to see you at a race. I am now welcome in the Techno Pits. I know. I'm, I, I was in there last year. It was a little weird. You're always welcome. It was a little <laughs> weird. But, you know, I know Matt's a really good dude. I've gotten to know Danny. He's really cool. I need to get him on this podcast. I need to get him to make a track for his for the ad on this podcast. I keep hearing this is big, badass D- DJ. So, I need to get him to make a track. Oh, yeah. But good, um, luck, yeah. good luck to you guys. Like I said, Techno, super serious squad for 2021. And um, it's going to be impressive to see what you guys do as a team and yourself, man. Thank you for your time and have a good DNC. Thank you. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. NNRC listeners, are you currently having trouble trying to get the power down to the ground? 
Well, don't you worry. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic has you covered for all your RC tire traction needs. Whether you race on carpet, concrete, dirt, loose, dry, slick, or high grip surfaces, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic cures for traction. Benefits of using Papa Willie's Tonic Traction is going to be more traction, long-lasting, light tire wear, sweet scent, clean application, fast-acting, fresh fill. Papa's Willie Traction Tonic is also safe on foam inserts and does not deteriorate tire glue. Find and follow Papa Willie's Traction Tonic on Facebook and Instagram. You can also visit them at www.papawillies.net. Use the promo code NNRC at checkout for 10% off. Prepare for victory with the one and only Papa Willie's Traction Tonic. House of RC, have you guys signed up yet? If you haven't, you need to go because even myself, who I'm, 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 push, I'm not pushing, but I think this is a really a good thing. I'm not even using it to its full potential. And the man who, ju- who designed all of this just showed me how I'm not using it to its full attention, full Potential, so I know you guys aren't using it either. But welcome, Connie Swenson, to the to the uh, NNRC podcast, House of RC. It's growing, it's growing, Connie. It's getting there. Hey, thanks, Keenan. Yeah, it's it's really growing. I mean, we've had a House of RC in beta now for four months, mm-hmm. so it's been four months of of testing, developing, and we set a goal for ourselves to have five hundred users, and now we have our over thousand users. Really? So, but yeah, the next goal is 10,000, of course, of course. Um, because this is for the whole RC community. It's mm-hmm. not just cars. So it's planes, boats, and, and, you know, beginners, racers, professionals. Uh, so I think the target group is pretty wide. So yes. I, I, we, you know, put our bar high. Right. So we've brought you on because we're going to probably do, uh, it's, it's, this is like a tutorial, I guess I want to say a short tutorial of some of the features or new features that you might have for House of RC because we, you know, I, I get it. A lot of people get there. They see it. They're like, oh, this is a lot of information. I don't know what to do. But uh, over the next couple months or weeks, we're going to try and few, sorry, not couple, few. This is going to be like a short segment on the podcast. It's not going to be every, every podcast, but maybe once or twice a month highlighting any new features or any questions people might have. Because, you know, you've been a big supporter of the podcast. I like this, and I think it's good for RC. So this is uh, your time, Connie. Let's show off your invention, House of RC. New new, um, new, new topic, new segment. So are you ready to bring it up? Sure, of course. Okay. So bring it up on the screen. Right. Um, so everybody that is not, um, you know, watching this, I'll, I'll try to make it as visual as possible, explaining it as well. Uh, hopefully a lot of you have already signed up, and I know a lot of you have. Uh, so you've seen what has been in the beta. For the last month or something, uh, we've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes. So you haven't been able to actually see uh, what has been uh, going on here. Otherwise, we have actually pushed new releases almost nightly. So you have been able to really watch the new features. And we've been uh, announcing them on the House of RC members uh, group on Facebook. And people have come with suggestions and tips. And that's great, actually. So during the beta... We have received so many uh, suggestions and great feedback. Uh, so the 1.0 that we're releasing tomorrow actually has, you know, it's really above all our expectations and dreams that we had for this. So this is kind of exciting. 
So what you're seeing here is the new home screen or the new dashboard. And you can see there it's packed with a lot of things. In the beta, we really just showed six panels of all the kind of main item types in the system, which mm -hmm. are users, organizations, places and tracks, um, events and products. But now we're starting to kind of feel and see what really uh, the, the benefits of having a data-driven platform that this is. This is really connecting everything in the industry and the community together, both kind of physical things and digital things. And, and I'll try to explain it as good as possible. So just starting up here, uh, we can see it's a kind of three columns which has a lot of information on it. So what people are interested in are, you know, what are the upcoming events? Um, and this panel will be uh, targeted depending on how you set up your profile. Um, so you can set up what type of RC categories you're interested in, like cars, helicopters, planes, and also where you come from. So you pick your country. So you will only see events that are relevant to you in your country, in your region. But if you want to see other, you know, globally, you can kind of just um, reset and, and, and pick and, and remove those filters. Um, then we have really uh, upgraded the links and resources. Resources is really where we have the digital content. So it's really links to any website, um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, of course, forums, anything that is digital is called a resource in House of RC. But now uh, you can actually see them in line here. Here we have, um, of course, Joseph's video about the death of RC part one, uh, mm -hmm. which um, is here. Uh, these resources, anybody on the platform can add. So this is kind of an open bulletin board uh, to put your stuff here. So anybody can link here. You can see who posted the resource. We have uh, Caitlin from uh, uh, Race Like a Girl podcast. Uh, uh, Katie, yeah, a, Katie, Katie yeah, Carmendi. Yeah, she's up here. You have Tyler Hooks here with the unofficial pit lane rules from nice. um, Live RC. Um, in People also can kind of vote on these things, um, just like a you know thumbs up thing. So we have kind of introducing these interactivity features a little bit more like you know Facebook because we try to want to mm -hmm. you know um, create engagement in this. So this is for everybody. Everybody can post stuff here. So that's also why we want to you know be be you know mindful of what you post here yes. uh, because we don't want to have any you know just stupid stuff and we have moderators on the site so it will be picked down anytime you know you do anything stupid in the middle column here um so this will also be something that will bring people back every day because we aggregate news from a lot of different sites so right now we have big squid rc we have circus rc we have live rc and red rc here uh, so you can uh, see all their news uh, up here. Uh, you can scroll down and, and really see it, it's it's all here. Mm -hmm. um, and so that means this is the place you you need to start change your start screen. Uh, House of RC should be your start. I agree you know, with you. Page on your internet because you get all your news here. Uh, you get your events here. Um, so also, of course, these companies, we don't want to take away traffic from them. So if you click on any of these links here, that of course takes you to the original source like Circus RC or Live RC. So this is just federating their, their right. um, RSS feeds, right? Um, then on the right-hand side, we start 
um, kind of showing a little bit of the uh, power of having everything data driven. So this is called quick stats. So it's showing a pie charts of uh, different things in the system. And every time you reload the page, you will see a different graphic here, different stats, but you can also pick them themselves. So uh, for example, we can check users. Uh, one of the big questions here are, is Nitro the glory and eBuggy pays the bills? Is that correct? Let's can we see. check that by stats? Let's see what people think. So we pick the um, power here. Oh, that is a close call, Oh, right? it's so close. Uh, it's so close. So we have 45.2% nitro and 44.6% electric. I think that this is, is I think, fake news, Connie, fake news. No money joking. Uh, um, no, we actually have, we have statistics. Like, I mean, you know, it's showing yeah, that we have statistics. It's almost and paying the bills. We can go and see for the tracks, for example, what type of tracks do we have there? What, what kind of classes do we see? Off-road is the biggest one. Then we have on-road, oval, and drifting. So there is so much things. And, and we will really build up on this, uh, the, the stats and do really uh, great graphs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And actually, in, in, in the future, you will be able to create your own dashboards yourself and actually build your own home screen. Yeah. But that will be a premium feature. And that's another thing. Um, the House of Arts will always, there will always be a free option. But, mm -hmm. you know, development and infrastructure costs. So we're actually introducing a support plan. Um, so people that, it's kind of a Patreon kind of um, hey, thing. I'm going to sign up her after I get off of you, hopefully. So um, great. And, and it's, it's not just supporting the site because we want to keep on innovating on this. You actually gain some extra superpowers. That's what we call it. Okay. So you can pick your own nickname. Uh, so, for example, now um, when we started up in beta, it was all closed. Most of the site is actually public now because we will look at a profile here later on on a, an, on a guy I think you've seen before. Uh, and it's, it's kind of like you're building your RC resume. So it's a public profile and you want to have a nice URL that you can share with people on any other of the social media. And... And to be honest, I think that should be your resume that you send to the different manufacturers and brands. When you want to become like, a, you know, sponsored drivers, just send them the URL to House of RC. You have all your results there, everything, and your, your whole racing history. Um, so that's kind of... And also, if you want to add Facebook posts to your own profile, if you want to add your own feeds, like a YouTube channel or... For example, if you have a podcast like the No Name RC podcast, you can add your podcast RSS and all your podcast episodes show up in your profile. So this is really starting to be like a, a, a homepage or page builder platform for all RC uh, users and uh, uh, companies. Yeah. That's, that's the goal of this. And, um, and I'm actually guilty and, of not doing, using this to its full potential. Like I really am. And now that I've it, seen it, yeah. like you're pointing out different things to me, I'm like, okay, Keenan, go get, the, get that, sorted That's out. why I really want to be, and because I think I need to educate people on all the different features. There are so many things, and, and I, I think it's hard for people to really mm -hmm. grasp what, what you can do here. Um, and uh, the last thing you have here on the right-hand side in that column is kind of newly created. What What's the newest stuff in the platform? So... Right now we got S-Works uh, released their new Truggy. So it's already up here. You can click on the Truggy and 
see um, the new car in here. So we have over 300 products in the database. And once a product is in the database and anybody can add a product to the database, it's another really important part of this platform is that everybody can add things into the platform, organizations, clubs, tracks, uh, products, events. So we really build this together. It's a community driven platform. That's, that's really important part of it. So, um, let's look at somebody's profile. That's really yes, good. Let's should we, should we look at somebody that everybody knows has pretty, everybody knows. I'm, and I'm upset. He hasn't put my nickname on for him yet. He hasn't fully accepted his nickname yet. <laughs> I know, I know. So here we have David Ronnefalk, which is of course a supporter of the platform. Um, and his dad, Pierre, has also helped me a lot during the beta phase and really feeding uh, and testing the system. And it's, it's actually fun. So David Ronnefalk's the his arena, um, mm -hmm. the racing arena he just opened up, is using House of RC as their homepage. So instead of creating a new homepage right. specifically for the arena, he has actually bought a domain name and then just pointed that to the uh, House of RC public page. Mm -hmm. So this is where I, I, I told you about that profile nickname. Right now it says users 12 up here, but David actually has his own uh, profile nickname and maybe we should have put Viking there instead, right? I know, we gotta just make him <laughs> understand that that's his new name. Yeah, so, but he has David. Um, so, so he can share this URL instead, you know, profiles slash David. That's much nicer than right. well, he can just say, hey, generic look, number. Go to House of RC and look up David Ronovalk. That's all he has. To, yeah. That's all you have to do. Exactly. And that, that's actually, some of you probably didn't see what I did to get to David's profile. So up in the right-hand corner, we have a global search panel. You can search for anything there, for users, organizations, clubs, tracks. So, so if you don't find anything, just use that global search function. It's perfect. Awesome. So here you can, yeah. So here you can see where uh, David lives. He lives in in, in Sweden, uh, southern parts of that. You can send him a private message in the platform, and it's all encrypted. Uh, so it's I can't see it either. Uh, of course, you can see his interests. You can see his different organizations. He has is David Ronnefolk Racing. Um, limited uh, uh, company there. He has his collection of cars here. You can also go to his setups he has on the different cars, if you look down here. So a lot of the drivers today and the racers, they share their setups mm -hmm. on Facebook. You know, after a week, it, you can't find that setup anymore. Anything that is older than a week on Facebook is pretty hard to find, even if you use a search function. Here you can find them in, in a structured way. Because a setup is mapped to a car, it could be mapped to a track, and it could be mapped to a, a race. So everybody going then to that track, they can see all the different setups for the different cars that has logged to that track. So that's perfect going to a track and see what are the setups I should use on this track. Um, you can, of course, see his results here. Uh, and look at the first result in that list, top 25 RC rankings. Mm -hmm. So we uh, that is as it's not announced yet, but we are in discussions and collaborate with top twenty five rankings to awesome. do something how we can link this together, and that's another thing that happened during the beta phase. We there is 
anybody can actually put up their own ranking system in House of RC. So not just top 25. There's a specific event type called rankings. So right. If you so like if your, a region had a series or anything like that, they can put it in there and people can exactly. go right to there and check it out. That's cool. I like yeah. that. So on the right-hand side, you see his YouTube channel feed here. Um, and his Facebook feed is for some reason not loaded here, but that should show here as well. So that means, you know, a lot of, of racers today, they have Instagram accounts, they have YouTube accounts, they have Facebook accounts, and a lot of, you know, forums or, or, or blogs. This brings it all together in one place. Mm -hmm. uh, this is really where you can find everything from a racer or any type of RC fanatic. Clicking on the top 25 RC ranking here. Okay. You can actually see their Facebook posts as well. Right. Look at this. So here we have the 25 list with all the drivers like on that. the 25 list. In House of RC, you can see and go into anyone here and, and click and, and, and see their what they're yeah, And go cool. on their profile. And you can see who is on which team. All the factory teams are also set up. And this is cool because now we're just starting to do that this year. Next year, when people, next silly season, we will be able to show graphics of how people move between different companies mm. and brands and, and actually tell a story about that. Nice. So this is really how, you know, that's why it's so important that people start logging the data in the platform and good quality data because we can do so much interesting storytelling and, and analysis around this. I agree. Uh, so that's really something I want to push here and, and hope that people really get into this and understand how, how important that is. Uh, so it's not just for yourself, it's actually for the whole community and for the industries to understand the industry better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I'm just as guilty as not understanding this. I know you you talk to me, I know I know you talk to me and sometimes it goes in one ear and right out the other or I just get so busy and I forget. But I'm definitely going to be going on the No Name RC podcast uh, profile and my profile and doing some work over the next few days. Um, yeah, because, I mean, even for research-wise, like, uh, I can just go in here. Yeah, I definitely need some work on her. Yeah, but, but still, you yeah. have, look at this, you have both your YouTube channel and your podcast episodes in the same feed here. You have your Facebook posts showing up here. You can add any links and resources and posts here yourself. Oh, it's I'm just going to start adding this to, to my socials yeah. now from now on. That's all. Yeah. This is all the resources that are around um, No Name RC Podcast. So I know we, we don't want to, we want to make this short and sweet. Right. Uh, I, I really wanted to Well, show me to what show. You, we got time. We're going over the time limit now, so we might as well go all the way. Uh, 20 minutes. I think there is, there is one, there is a couple of, or, or one more main feature okay. I, I really want to advertise a little bit. So if you, if you look at the screen here on your, uh, the No Name RC podcast profile, mm -hmm. you can see you can start rating um, uh, companies, you can rate tracks and products and write a review here. And that's, I, I want to start, you know, I want people to review people my stuff too. With it. Yeah, the thing is what I will do is actually the owners of things will, won't be able to review and rate their own stuff <laughs> because everybody's just putting five stars on their own right, stuff. Right, right, right. I don't know if <laughs> so, I did that or not. But I would give but, myself one star and say how terrible I am. No, no, no. Uh, I, I put five stars there. This oh, thank is you. I the appreciate best, that. Uh, 
podcast there is, uh, and along a lot of other great podcasts. There are, are lots of great House podcasts of as well. Yeah, they should all be on. So, Earth. so look at this uh, thing called Check In here. So check in is actually a really cool feature. You can check in and create log activities on any item in the system. And think of it as the check-in function for Facebook. So you can see, you know, I've been at this place. But what you can do here in the drop-down menu, you have a lot of different things here. So I could say, I've been listening to the No Name RC podcast at uh, this date and time. And I said notes here, uh, doing a podcast interview with Kim. So save. Now I saved and logged an RC activity. Mm. And an RC activity can be anything really. I could went to the, pra- uh, to the track and practice. I can build on my car. I can write some um, blogging. There are a lot of different activities. And then I go to my profile here out in the left-hand side and click on my activities. And it's there already. Mm. And it's there. You have everything. And this is a view that only you can see. Okay. So it's your own RC diary. It's your journal of your whole RC life. And you can also log how much time you spent on each thing. So now you can start analyzing with graphics in the end and see how much practice do I do each each um, week? Uh, you know, what do I spend the time on? You can actually even log that you buy stuff and enter the amount of money. And you can start looking at how much money do you spend on I RC I don't think nobody year. wants to really see that, <laughs> especially people's is, wives. Yeah, I know. This is why. But this is, some people just yes, love this shit. And... You, on, on the right-hand side here, you see that we have a map. Mm-hmm. So this means I can now go and see, now we see a map on, of, of Sweden and the tracks I've been visiting uh, the last year here, uh, going and practicing and racing and competing. So now I can get a check-in on, on all the places I've been around in the world. And if we scroll down, we will see the track in, in Fairing, Austria, and some other tracks around. Awesome. I haven't been um, racing too much outside of Sweden. I would love to go out to um, uh, Americas, of course, and, and race there. Uh, but it's kind of hard to bring the um, the fifth-scale car, which I, which is the class I'm, I'm, yes. I'm racing to. Connie the is a fifth-scale specialist. Um, app. I know you can have a home screen like an app on your phone. I do have it. Uh, will we see an app soon? or and in We next? will definitely see an app, and we will see it pretty soon, and it will be out for both iOS and Android. And, and first of all, it will pr- pretty much just be what you see on the web. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I spent a lot of time in uh, the beta phase to uh, really optimize for mobile because – Looking at the stats, I can see that two-thirds of people uh, are using it on mobile. So mobile is really the primary interface that people... But I say that a site like House of RC, which has so much content and data, really thrives on a desktop display. But it it works on on mobile as well. But just, you know, it, it, it scales down on the mobile and it actually doesn't show all the stuff because otherwise it would just clip content and, and look bad. So mm-hmm. you can actually see more things on the desktop. Right. But uh, in the app, in the future, you will also be able to get notifications. This will be a tool during 
a race day as well. So you can see, you know, uh, when a race organizer needs to be in contact with you or when you need to show up to the it's your time to, to race. Uh, so we will add on a lot of features. So we're looking at, you know, you know, before the race, during the race and after the race, and then everybody that doesn't race that do this for modeling or scale modeling, it's all there. Um, so we really try to support everybody in the RC industry. Uh, right now we have, it's a little bit more, for racers and RC cars, but we try to build all the features for uh, all the different kind of, of RC and end users. Awesome. All right, Connie, I learned something new. I need to start using utilizing this tool a lot more just for, on a daily RC search basis, looking for topics and just everything. I, I just, like I said, I just forget but I will be, st I will just, like, I could just say to somebody, hey, you want my socials? Go check me out at my profile. Look me up on House of RC. There's everything you need there or whatever. So I'm definitely going to put some more time. I'm, I'm going to subscribe, pay, uh, pay my membership fee because, you know, I believe in this. And Thank um, you. we're going to have you on uh, probably in a month's time or so when you get some new features on and going, up and going. And one thing people have to understand, you are constantly, constantly working on this. This is his. Yeah. Work. This is a work of passion, people. So if Connie is messaging you, it's not some some crazy dude out there. We're like we're trying. He's trying to do some good things, and I think we can all get behind this and just make it easier, not just for us, but also for new people coming in. You can say, "Hey, check out also RC and check this out." Like basics of nitro tuning. <laughs> you would have everything you need right there. So good stuff, Connie. Uh, what did you wanted to add something before we we signed out before we left? No, so so really, I, I just want people to sign up, check it out, build your profile, start adding stuff to your profile, and also invite your friends. Because every, um, so as I said, we're uh, releasing a contest that will go on for each month, mm -hmm. uh, where the users that invite the most people will uh, win uh, a free membership. For every invite, they will get one free month okay. up to a year. Uh, so you will get all these premium features I talked about. Uh, so, and that is about, because now we want to grow. The beta yes. phase was about really, you know, testing and developing. Now we want to grow. And, and as the more we grow, the more value that everybody will see to it. So it's the network effect. Exactly. Also, this is, like we said, this is just not for off-road and RC racing. We want bashers. We want airplane guys, boat Definitely. guys, uh, robot combat Rob RC oh, robot yeah. combat guys, you name it. We want, we want drones. We want anything to do with radio control in well, yeah. House of RC. W one of the one of the um, features that we'll start working on pretty soon is projects. So there are a lot of people, you know, building stuff, uh, building tracks or or cars or do scale modeling. So we'll introduce a concept around projects. You know, you want to share your progress, your images and and videos of the stuff you do. Okay. Good stuff. Kind of like Reader's Rides back in the magazine days. So yeah. I like that. Good stuff, Connie. Well, keep up the keep up the good work. Remember, people, go. What's the? It's HouseOfRC.com. Yes, HouseOfRC.com. Go, go there, Easy fill out a profile. It's free to sign up if you want premium yep. membership. Uh, what's the price, Connie, right now? It's five dollars a month. Five dollars a month. You you use bottle glue that costs more than five dollars. So you oh, know yeah, what I mean. It's coffee. Yeah. That's well. That's yeah. That's a coffee. Uh, um, so check it out. It's 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 really cool. I'm gonna be using it more. 
like I said, all my stuff just kind of shows up there. So it's everything set up, but just a little touch, you know, make it look nice. So get it all coordinated. But thanks, Connie. Yeah. Check them out. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to hit him, hit you up on Facebook, Connie, or or even on yes. the Facebook, uh, House of RC. Follow them on Facebook and also on Instagram because they are both on both. And they are supporters of the of the podcast. So show them some love because this helps all of us at the end of the day. All right, Connie. Thank well, you. Thank you for your time. And we will see you in the next installment of the House of RC tutorials. Definitely. Thank you for having me on, Keenan. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. So that ends our podcast for this week. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we greatly appreciate the support. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a bit long, but uh, we, you know, that's just how it goes some days. Thank you to Jared Wiggins for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Connie for his time as well. Please, guys, go to HR, H House of RC, sign up and get uh, get your profiles going. It's really good. I think it's something really good we have to look at. Also, thank you to Wally, man. Thank you for his time, for coming in and, uh, uh, you know, helping me out today and helping answer your questions. I, it's really good to see everybody getting their invisible speed books. I think I have mine coming here shortly, so thank you to Joseph for that. It's really positive to see. I guess people are enjoying it. Some people are getting two, it looks like, by mistake. So, I don't know. If you're getting two, just let us know because maybe we can sell it or something. Or I don't know. You know, just just let us know. Uh, yeah, thank you guys a lot. Like I said, we're going to be doing this rotational co-host thing. So, we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works. And we're always trying to strive to do better for you guys here at the uh, NNRC. So, with that said, guys, I'm going to kind of sign out here, uh, get this up. I want to say... Thank you to you guys, the NNRC squad from around the world, for listening and supporting the podcast. Without you guys, none of this is possible. Also, shout out to all of the patrons on Patreon that support the podcast. Thank you guys. Uh, greatly appreciate you guys' support. Uh, you guys got early release this week, and you know, we're going to have some private live sessions just to talk next week, I guess, and just have some fun. So if you wish to be a patron, the link for that uh, is in the written description of this podcast. Shout out to all the sponsors, man. All the sponsors and companies that advertise with this uh, with the podcast. First off, Mayako. Check them out. You know, they're, they're doing some, some different things in RC. So let's see where this plays out and what comes out of it. And so thank you to Mayako for their support. Thank you to Techno RC, RCMX, Beach RC, JQ Racing, Sun City RC, RC Raceway, Manscaped.com, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, RCGP, House of RC, Wally Builds, JQ Threads. Uh, shout out to my boy Connor Ehlers at the Loof Crane. Shout out to my boy Zach Thompson of Clean Freak. Shout out to all my small business owners in RC. You know, we guys got to keep this going, keep the hustle alive. And um, I guess, man, if you guys are racing this weekend, send it with responsibility or not. Be safe, wash your hands. You know, do all the safe things that you need to do, please. And uh, remember, nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. And lefty out. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content and patrons 
Patreon-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but eBuggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory. Nitro is the glory. Nitro is the glory. so bad. <laughs>